0: <clears throat> hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer, I'm your host Rob, welcome to Ladies Night. That's right, it's 40k Thursday, where we discuss all the things, oh damn, I already messed it up, <laughs> where, we already d- where we already discuss all the things in 39 plus 1k space, or something, I messed it up straight away. Rubbish. Um, hello to everyone in the Twitch chat, and I'm joined by my two amazing regular Thursday show hosts, uh, Nick and Tom. Nick, i start with you, how are you babe?
1: uh hello uh, I'm pretty good thank you um I've had a relatively normal day today because I've had some annual leave today and I went to a shop <gasps> oh, I went to a shop it open. and I bought a sandwich from another shop oh. and then I came home <laughs>
2: well, It was a great, I had a great time
1: yeah it was a, <laughs> it was a great time um uh, and then a week in Warhammer I've just been painting some desk rounds that's what I've been up to this week. Really. Not painting, sorry. Building more death shrouds because I've got a narrative campaign coming up um, when we are able to c- uh, play Warhammer again. And my the narrative behind my Death Guard army now is going to be as many death shroud terminators as possible <laughs> in the list.
0: As a narrative sorry. wargamer, I completely respect your decision there. I too, I too um, uh, have a strong narrative... Love of Death shroud Terminators, yeah. specifically. Oh. So weird. Um, the lore
1: dude. is so great behind them.
0: It's so good, so good. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'd like to hear more about that in a minute. Tom, welcome to the show. How are you, babe?
3: I've just been told that one of my players for a team event in October can't make the Sunday, so I'm doing great. Thank you, mate. Just learned out this, you learned this.
2: Second.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's literally just messaged me, and I'm just like, brother,
2: brother. <laughs>
0: Brother! Brother, don't <laughs> jest me. Uh, if, uh, if everyone could just do us a favour and not in any way message Tom on any platform during the Thursday show, he does struggle uh, to not pay attention hey, to that.
3: Hey, I, I, I provide additional context from the original uh, author. Okay. <laughs> That's what I do, okay. All right. That's okay. why we have three people. You two to the talk and me to do the traffic and travel.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... that works.
1: Cut to Tom yeah, yeah. in the helicopter.
3: Yeah. By <laughs> the way, I'm loving all the updated emotes, By the way, they're looking good.
0: They are looking good. The yeah, most and how come one... we've got so many? By can now. we can we
3: increase the cost on this word ban because we're not going to be allowed to say any words at this rate?
0: Uh, it's only five minutes that they ban it.
3: All right. Okay. Okay.
0: That's yeah. fine. Uh, so we obviously we're partners now, boys. Oh, uh, no nice. official streamers. We need drinks. Yeah, we're yeah. official streamers. First time I've actually had anyone on the show with me as my co-partners because you guys are we're in a co-partnership codependent. Oh, partnership. So great. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel? Congratulations to you both uh, for helping us get here. How do you feel?
1: Uh, I feel fantastic. It's, it's great news because um, we get more more emotes and more stuff to do with the Twitch platform. And, you know, if I was going to be partners with anyone, I'd want it to be you two both at the same time.
0: Nice. Nice. Appreciate. Cool. Tom, how do you feel?
1: I'm uh, browsing the I'm
3: browsing Google right now for Supreme Jackets. That's how <laughs> because, I feel.
0: because we're hype beasts. Flannels.com
3: <laughs> Oh my word, these are obnoxious. Holy shit. Look at the state of these chat. Hey, we look
0: uh, great. Uh, there yeah.
3: we go. <laughs> oh, by the way, also I've been doing t- I just want to call it some hobby I've done. I had a very well, I did
0: food. ask you. I know, but I was talking port. I was disappointed by someone else. I'm
3: disappointed by someone else now, Rob. So I have finished all my guardsmen, right? And as a reward for finishing all my guardsmen, I was going to paint the only guard character that isn't flat. And that is Sly Marbo. Okay, I've got him. He looks cool, okay? And I was so excited to unbox this guy, right? Because he's just Rambo in space. And when I opened him up, and he's fucking fine-cast. Oh, he's fine-cast. <laughs> fucking fine-cast. Clip. Cast. clip. <laughs> it's <not acceptable>. <laughs> and now, I don't want to paint him. Now, there's no flash. What? Really. But I need to wash it. And uh, I can't wash it in too hot water, because it'll bend.
0: Tom, so I thought, thought oh, you for <laughs> bathing yeah. muscly fella. Hold on. Really, thank you really to really Sir good. Derpington uh, for donating yeah. £100 to the show. Uh, yeah, I know. What, what the fuck? Does, does that
3: cover a new injection molder
2: that what? isn't fine cast <laughs> for slime uh, armor?
0: Sir Durpington, uh, thank you. That's so lovely of you. Uh, sure I Durbington. don't know what's going on there. That's incredible. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, that's very. That's very. Wow, thank you. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, cheers from Texas. Oh no, thanks. That's lovely. Thanks to you. Good, Love your show. Keep hustling, gents. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. I think also anyone who supports the show, probably some sort of like uh, rebel in their own community as well. That is a lot of jam. Yeah. Uh, we'll, can I tell you what that will be spent on? If that helps you immediately. <laughs> this, Nick, Tom, oh, I've been yeah. doing my own hobby. Now you Ooh. might have seen it on the stream already, but um, there's some big dick energy from Sir Durpington. is going to be turning to Necron Terrain. <laughs> tell me this doesn't look amazing.
1: That looks fantastic, yeah.
0: Can you see this? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Tom, thanks for gifting a, a subscription. I mean, if you're given
3: that, you give that kind of money, you might as well get some of the modes.
0: Yeah, yeah, get some of
3: the modes. mate. And so, there you go.
0: I've started work on this 40k terrain, so Derpington, all of that money. So that'll buy about uh, five spools of uh, printer material, which you'll probably do. Mm, about two boards of wow. 4k terrain that's
1: pretty good, yeah. Yeah, nice. so, two boards pretty good. Terrain. so
0: thank you so much that's fucking super class of yeah. you but this looks, stuff looks, so I got all this so Tom, I'm going to let you know the kind of plans, I think you're excited still kind mm-hmm. of blown away by Sir Derpington's uh, thingy, and also, I just want, don't want to miss the fact that Akeroma also subscribed, so massive love to you hey. um, there is an incredible STL designer now, how I'm going to make this into like WTC compliant terrain Fucking, I don't know. I've been like yeah, I,
3: angular terrain as We can't use the other word right now.
0: Oh yeah, angular terrain. Right. Sorry, mm-hmm. angular terrain. But I do think yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna base it and I'm gonna create. Um, I'll give you guys an example here. If you look, so this would be your angular shape. Yeah, much like an uh, uh, half, half a T.
3: <laughs> yeah, much much like a letter halfway down the alphabet. What about a J? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So Not I think quite a J. It's do... too bendy. I think I'm going to do three pillars and then I'm going to put um, some like Necron beams. Like it's a, uh, what's the right, like a, like a fence. Like a, does that make sense? Power grid. Yeah, you know the rods. Yeah, you know the rods you used to yeah. get for Necron. So put them in between and make like a power grid. And I think that's going to look wicked. And also, Fantastic. not that expensive. Because mm. these, these are obviously a lot chunkier than this one. So, anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up. So, Derpington, that's lovely of you. That's all all come from that. So, the most important thing about us reaching partner, Tom and Nick, um, and everyone in the chat, is of course that we have a 500 point stomper emote.
1: We do. Oh, God. We do. um, And the implications of this emote are far more, far wider reaching than just our chat. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) If they ban the
0: words, we have a backup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if they ban the a... words we have a backup forever like if they're like we're gonna ban a star so like... <laughs> yeah we'll be like we'll get an emote yeah. for that we are the now mod... unstoppable
1: yeah the mod the, the mod who the mod who ages ago all that time ago banned the word stomper in warhammer tv chat Thought that was the end of the story. But no, six
3: we're months later, we're
1: back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> little, little did he know we would go on an, an extensive campaign to keep numbers high on Twitch to reach partner exclusively for this one Just reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're all getting banned. <laughs> so that's exciting uh, and uh, really good news there. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, so don't just kind of thrown me now and I don't know how to host the show. Could, uh, Nick, could <laughs> you, you kind of help me is. out? Where do we go next?
1: Well, where do we go next? We're just going to do a bit of news reviews today, I believe, because we've talked about all of our hobbies now. We've done the broadcast hobby warm up. Mm-hmm. We're into it now. We've talked about partner. And I think the first bit of news I want to talk about is Bellacore.
0: Well, yeah, but can I, wait, can we go back to my hobby a moment? You know okay, how. Okay, overwhelming... all right, all
1: right. We'll talk about you a bit more. Because
2: this is good.
1: Nick, he ruins it.
0: This is. We, yeah, Nick did really well. I just wanted to say <laughs> that I was bummed that I painted all the rubbish Death Guard. I haven't brought that up online yet. Yeah.
1: Though. No. You're not doing like a. You're not doing like a passive-aggressive tweet to all the people <laughs> who sent you Death Guard stuff, because <laughs> Rob got sent a load of Death Guard stuff for his army, but either through like some. Deep rooted conspiracy in the community. They sent Rob all the stuff that was shit now in the Codex.
2: Um,
1: and not only the good stuff. Or is this a long con by Games Workshop? Because this was all the stuff in Conquest magazine that everyone wanted to buy to get it because it was cheap. But actually, when the new Codex comes out, it's rubbish. So I think Rob's got like a million Plague Marines. Those are Mephistic Blight Haulers.
0: I picked them up over Christmas. 45 Plague Marines. It took quite a high standard for me. Quite a high yeah. standard. And they're they're not. Death Shrouds, are they?
1: No. The but you've got, you got some Blight Lords, though,
2: haven't you?
0: I've got some. I don't, I've don't. i got a hodgepodge. I've got a collection of some oh, Blight Lords. Have you got any pod. flails? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, no flail. One flail. Oh, oh shit. Oh, for sakes. I've got bad. three Plague Splitters. Uh, the Plague Spit ones good?
1: Yeah, they're, they're all right.
0: Oh, for God's sakes. That's what I feel like my entire Death Guard collection, which I was painted. Seven Mephitic Blight Haulers? Are we using those in lists? Can we even take seven? <laughs> I don't think no, so. You could take, no, you can take nine. Cause, no, because okay, you used to take them in one to three. That'll bring us up to some news. I oh, here we with. go. <laughs> yeah. Rob was adamant that Death Guard was about the Marines, not Pockwalkers, though. Stand by your convictions. Apparently Pock's Walkers. I need to paint 60 of them. That's okay. We've already got started on
1: that, mate. I've done 20, and that's
3: I've it. I've
0: It's going to get
1: shaken and uh,
3: bacon. Uh,
0: I have three Plague Drones painted. Yeah? Ask me how many of them are Flesh Mower Plague Drones. <laughs>
1: how many okay, of them are fle- Flesh Mowers?
0: None of them. None of them. I've just... None. I feel, seem to have, like... Like some sort of, like, game. You know when, the like, the floor falls away from each step? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. But I somehow am, like, landing on all the ones where they're missing. I don't know how I did it. Anyway, that's just that's just my... Um, uh, Rob, with the Purchase people... decisions, you should have just asked Tom. I should have.
1: Yeah, people were just offloading bad stonks onto you. A bit yeah. unlucky. Just don't sell anything. Like you can't make bad
3: pitch decisions if it has no value because you just hoard
1: it in your small <laughs> cave.
3: Uh,
0: just you're just ready for the next codex when they make them good again. Can't wait for four years. It should only be four That's... months yeah. at this rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, true. Holy shit. All right, Nick, you did a great job of uh, moving the conversation on. Uh, so moving it on classic... until you
1: jolted it right back again. Sorry, now we going to start again.
0: You reset
3: Rob. Um, <laughs> I it
0: was fine. You did great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, thanks to Gebs so for donating a gift subscription in the chat. That's lovely, Gebs. Uh, big love to you. Uh, Who got the gifts?
3: It's Gebs. I can yeah.
0: do it. I, oh, I can do it. <laughs> Ex-A-Rath has just subscribed first time ever. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, Bellacor. Bellacor got released this yes. week. Uh-huh. Not released. Um, Showcase. Previewed. We saw some yes. Bellacor hot goss okay yes tom do you want to take us through it so if you go
3: to warhammer community you can find a very concisely named article called bellicor returns to the 41st millennium and he can basically chop a tank in half that is the name of the article so you can find that 15th of march if you want to follow along at home you can have a look at that so they talk about bellicor blah 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 he's 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 a big boy he's also in mortal Realms, but he's also in 40k. Brilliant. Yep, yep, yep. Then they show a picture of the model, they show some art, and they show some more art, and then they show some stuff we care about, and then that's the end of the article. So they show us a couple of things that we care about. The I'll start with the most exciting things, because I, I don't want to put it off. Uh, it's mainly the durability buffs that he gets. So one of the issues he had previously with Bellacor is that you couldn't use Warp Surge on him, I believe, because he was he had a rerollable and vulnerable save innately, but it was a 5+. plus. So it wasn't particularly consistent. It was like a 55% pass rate, right? So they've got rid of that and we've replaced it with Immortal Vigor, which is Bellicor now has a 4 plus in Save. And each time a ranged attack uh, is made against this model, it's minus 1 to wood. Which is very, very, very important. Um, I don't know if they. I'm assuming but Warp Surge can't take him past a four plus, so he's always stuck on that four plus. Uh, so the number of wounds in his toughness value is going to be very, very interesting, especially when you take into account that subtract one from the attack's wound roll. Um, but I wouldn't imagine he's anywhere below toughness five or six at least, so it, it, it's already going to be very, very good. Probably there. six. Yeah, exactly. And then his second rule is shadow form. So each time an attack is made against his model, your opponent cannot re-roll the hit roll, uh, and each time an attack is made against this unit, subtract one from the attack's hit roll. So basically, he's always minus minus one to hit, and if you are shooting him, uh, he's also minus one to wound as well, and you can't ever reroll to hit, which is big if you're hitting things like Repentia or any kind of castle uh, thing or what have you. And then he's got a four plus and honorable save as well, so he's got a lot of durability buffs, which I think are really, really going to help him, um especially if he's going to be like a high wound count model, which is entirely possible. With, well, that's, with, what it, right. that's what I was actually going to
0: bring. That's what I was going to bring up. Like he's got stonkier, yeah. He's much chonkier uh, Yeah, he is and, chunkier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel like his wounds cap is going to go up. And yeah. his toughness.
3: Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what I want to see, mate. I want to see when this model gets dropped, I want to see someone count the number of skulls on this thing and get back to us. Because there's a lot of skulls on this. Like, one, there's a two, lot of three, skulls. Four, five, uh, uh, now,
0: Twitch chat, I'm going to want you guys to tell me how many wounds and or toughness you think he's going to have. I've got some guesses I want to throw out, if that's okay. Uh, can I just... Uh, well, I, don't, I forgot to welcome everyone to the chat as well. So, hello everyone. Tom Whitbrook, Big Goldfish, Hermanista. Big love to you. Uh, Valerie, who's got a question for you, Tom, we're going to have to answer next. k Drain, Sergeant Rolf, Blood Pod, uh, thanks for pointing out my terrain. Also, something about the terrain I forgot to say as well. I'm in a terrible (laughs) presenter mode today. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Nick, you got any thoughts about Toughness and Wounds?
1: Um, I think he's going to be... I think he'll still be Toughness 6, but I think he'll be 10 wounds, maybe 10 or 8 wounds. Hmm... Mm because i think with all the resilience buffs that he's been given i think if they put him up to like i don't know like 14 wounds it'd be a bit too much so i think okay. he'll be around nine yes yeah, eight 8 to 10 marks somewhere around there
3: i feel like they give him toughness 7 16 wounds and a 10 inch move what do you think
0: they give him uh
3: toughness 6 uh sorry toughness 7 16 wounds and then maybe a 10 or 12 inch move
0: i think i think yes i think he's gonna end up as i think he'll end up with uh, like quite a high wound cap 16
3: 18 Uh, 18 would mean that you can see him over the top of the buildings like you can with knights and mortarian and magnus
0: so like narratively is he is he magnus morty level
3: he's like the silent King king level he's the so. original demon prince right yeah it's just a... yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying it depends how much you weight you put on demon princes in the lore, right in 40k
0: i think i think they're gonna pump it up i think that they might make him like 18 wound level toughness eight i think that that's very possible like we might see a big upgrade is what i'm saying like um so and, like maybe we won't maybe we will but like minus i mean if he's toughness eight minus one to wound oh boy uh, even if he's toughness 7 minus 1 to wound, what do you think? I think that's... that's it's still minus crazy. 1 to wound against
3: ranged only, but yes, yeah. That's still decent. Yeah, okay. Although if it's toughness 8 minus 1 to wound, he's basically like impervious, which is insane. So
0: Interesting. I think they're going to want to get him on the table, I think, to be honest. Uh, value reckons uh, it's going to be tough 7, 16 wounds. Uh, Tom yeah. Wickbrook reckons 1 wound max per phase. Will we see that <laughs> going? We've seen that going for, obviously, Gasgall. We've seen that going nah. for...
1: Yeah, I can't see them giving him Belicor that. I think they've found they've that's a new way they've found to make big centerpiece models and characters more resilient. And I'm glad they're not just spamming it on everyone. Uh, They found like a different way of making Belicor more resilient with a few more complicated rules. Same with Mortarian as well, right?
3: It's literally identical. Like they didn't give him like a wound cap, but they still made him very, very resilient, which is nice. Yeah.
0: See, toughness seven, ten wounds. It's fascinating, but only one wound, six point nine wounds. Great to see. Yeah. I'd just like yeah. to point out that today I found out that we have uh six thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven subscribers on YouTube. So close. Excellent. Uh <laughs> Wait, six nine? Nice six thousand 990- nine hundred and ninety uh six or something no not that like <laughs> whatever it is something that's something that's close to the, the magic number uh, big shout out to gus in the chat as well lovely seeing him here and that com uh, okay so uh, no. uh, he, we also found out he's a pretty he's bought ball- we don't know how many attacks he has yet but he's a baller in combat tom right yeah.
3: um I, I i wish i'd done the sweeping strike a bit more justice uh i, f- I feel like it's a little bit underwhelming so just to clarify that for a bit for the audio listeners at home if you are not following the article he has two modes of fighting so he has a sweeping strike which is every time you attack with him every one attack counts as two and it's strength user AP minus three damage one or you can attack with piercing strike uh, which is his big attack so you don't um, get uh, double the number of attacks you just get your base and then that becomes you cannot take invulnerable saving throws against it it's strength plus four AP minus four damage D3 plus three Um, Now, I I wish they'd done the sweeping spec a little bit better, because when I'm comparing them against, um, uh, for example, Incursors, right, or any kind of Primaris Marine, let's say, Um, if I am looking at hitting those with Belacor, I need to work out which one of these two profiles is better, right? Now, every time I I kill something with piercing strike, um, I... I, every time I wound with Piercing Strike, I kill it, right? Because I've got D3 plus 3 damage, so I'm automatically yeah. doing 4 damage at least once so I'm also killing it, right? Every time I hit something with Sweeping Strike, I do 1 damage. Um, so for every 1 Piercing Strike wound has to be worth, let's say, 2 Sweeping Strike wounds in terms of damage output, right? Yeah. The problem, and luckily, you've got 2 hit rolls, but that assumes that you're wounding on parity, right? So for a start, you're probably winning on threes over twos with your sweeping strike, uh, because I'm assuming you strength five or higher. Um, and equally, you also get a save against it with, with intercessors as well, because it's only AP minus three, which means you get a six-up save. Which means that if you're ever fighting against intercessors, it's mathematically better in every single instance uh, that you take a piercing strike. And when I think of in- intercessors, they are kind of like the chaff of the army, right?
0: They are. I, I, feel, I mean, it's I feel quite like, scary, but that's true. I feel
3: like here you have a chaff killer in sweeping strike and a, a big thing killer in piercing strike. But when you hit the chaff of the most common army in the game, you have to use the big tanky hit.
1: Well, I, yeah. I, I get your point, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think the sweeping strike really is. I think it's just a bit of a weird thing that incisors are yeah. marine's chaff. I think general generally other armies chaff will be toughness one wound with a shit save so his sweeping attack will be useful in that situation okay so
3: it, it's, it's weird to me when we when we talk about that because space marines are meant to be the standard right so let's say you let's take the examples where you might have one wound chaff so orcs maybe you take uh, admech you take uh, um i think it's dark held on Ty- Ty- that's fine yeah B- those kinds of things um if i'm looking at orc boys for example it's still not a massive difference because you've still got a six plus feel no pain and all those dudes so you're mitigating it somewhat the ap yeah it, it doesn't really matter about the ap but strength you're winning on threes compared to twos so that's still that's still a big a big miss right so let's say you've got six attacks uh let's say you're hitting with all of them uh because let's assume that you're hitting on twos for rolling ones um you are then wounding with 10 attacks with the piercing, uh, sorry, not 10 attacks. Uh, you'll be wounding with 5 attacks with a piercing strike, and you'll be wounding with the sweeping strike. Let's say you've got 12 hits, so that'll be 10 times. right? You're not going to get anything from a feel no pain there, but you're probably going to get 2 feel no pains off with the sweeping strike. So with the piercing strike, you're getting only 3 fewer. Um, kills than you are with the sweeping strike even into the chaff. What I would really have liked to see with the sweeping strike is really it it be improved to a point where it's like it's actually really good as a chaff killer, not just an option in case you're hitting something like uh, like, I don't know uh, gaunts or what have you, right I would have preferred to have seen it personally uh, three hit rolls rather than two uh, instead of one, or damage two Uh, I think that would have made him much more versatile rather than a kind of um, niche piece that really needs to hit
1: certain things because, as we just well, established, so like, I think he's going to be versatile anyway. I think,
0: I, I think the versatility in like I, 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 so there's some great comments being made in the chat, like uh, that maybe chaff of the uh, so intercessors of the chaff of marines, but not the chaff of the game. But then another group but they by are the standard by, faction. Yeah, but then yeah. made by Valerie is that in Ninth Edition, I would say intercessors feel like the standard chaff because they're so common and they're all over the place. But for me. Um, uh, for me, uh, I think the the really important point is that he's a great Terminator killer. Because unless you're, gonna, you're Dark Angels. Well, yeah, <laughs> unless you're Dark Angels. But like everyone else, I think that that's actually really solid. And he can go into a squad of Terminators and pretty much one-shot them. And also, he's going to be very mobile yeah. versus a lot of like... And it feels like, more than anything, I don't know about you guys, feels like yeah. over the past few months, the push towards Terminators has been very significant. Not just... Not, I mean, even Blake Garvets, not just Dark Angels, mm. just generally. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to do a smashing job, right, yeah. of like chopping the heads off. I'm not, he I'm not even necessarily saying
3: is I'm not even necessarily saying bad, but I think bit, in this kind of loadout, he has to pick and choose his targets a bit more. Whereas if you if you buffed up by sweeping strike, you could say, Yeah, he's this massive big fucker and he just runs in and fucking hits him and does tons of damage, right? Mm. And I think I'd have liked to see that personally, but that doesn't mean that the the opposite opinion is is necessarily wrong. It's just what I want to see out of, out of bellacor I have two Bellacores sat in my cabinet. Like I I love, love the character. I'm like, oh yeah, mate, mate, I'm gonna need a whole shelf of this big fucker. Holy shit. <laughs> so so yeah i'm really excited for it i just uh i would have liked to see him be like a bit more like he's he's been around a long time surely he's got good at killing everybody rather than just tanks and terminators
0: uh yeah i see what your point is i i I, I, to be honest i want him killing terminators more than i want him to kill 10-man squads like that's what i really want Mm -hmm. him to do at Mm -hmm. the minute like uh and so like i'm glad that he's in there to do that to be honest um, and I think no infant saves is super cool. And also, I think it would be interesting, Bellacor generally leading like demons as a whole. Demons doing fairly well competitively at the moment, not doing too bad. Like, and having yeah. another piece it's in that bad. kind of pie. A lot of the people in the chat earlier were saying that they think uh, Chaos stonks. Nick, as a longtime Chaos player, Chaos stonks generally. We've had the Imperium. We've had a lot of the marine stuff. Oh, we'll get onto the book in a moment <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the formations and everything else. We'll get on there in a minute. But we've, we've, we've left a lot of Imperium behind in the marines. So now we get to focus on that chaos. Are you not feeling like some big, big energy coming to chaos at some point?
1: Yeah, it feels like that underground volcano at Yellowstone National Park. The chaos volcano might explode any minute with all the codexes and everything. <laughs> Um, so I think the bets are on now what what units are gonna be good. Are we gonna have uh, you know, people like Rob gambling on the death guard, buying all the Mephitic blight haulers he can get his grubby little hands on and then it not paying off. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it'll be I mean the, the last Chaos Space Marine Codex, the version two that we got was very, very disappointing because it was, wasn't really the second version. It was kind of the same thing but with some extra bits and tweaks and then one new unit, which I think was the Disco Lord. Um but I am I think I'm genuinely excited for the next Chaos Space Marine book because I've 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 sold quite a lot of my old Marine Army. Um, But I've still... I kept half of it, but I kept the combat half, so I've got, like, loads of, like, combat chaos space marines and corn berserkers. So I'm hoping that Rhino Rush combat space marines will be decent. (laughs) Well,
0: because you own them. Hey,
2: Nikos,
1: have you ever played 5th edition? (laughs) Um,
2: Would would, you like to? I think you'd enjoy it,
0: mate. I don't know. Like, I I think it's going to be super strong. Someone asked how much do we think it's going to... um, someone's how much do we think we're going to cost I don't know I don't like to get into those those chats whatever 100 quid probably he's, oh, he's going to be over call, right? oh yeah
1: 95 95 at least
3: 100 Bellacor. at
0: least I think yeah uh, how how out.
3: hard can we frugal handle this how hard can we can convert this model
0: oh yeah 100% yeah, you know, yeah, like. yeah yeah he's going to cost a lot yeah. sculptors uh,
3: and noobs compared to us we got this
0: however uh, dear god there's some really nice other versions of Bellacore out there in the world so they're just going to get 3D prints go brr uh, which would be fun, uh, and being able to chop people's heads off with that sword is super sweet. I'm very excited for Bellicor because actually he gives me like a named character in the in the Chaos universe that you can attach something to. An update. It feels like Chaos has needed that for a while. I know we had Thousand Sons. I know we had Death Guard. And oh no, actually that's not fair. We've had quite a few actually. Uh, we've also we've also had Abaddon. So there's been some nice key pieces, and I think playing the bad guys is fun. So I'm very excited for Bellicor.
3: Personally. I'm really excited because I get to start in model bank where I loan out models for a fee. <laughs> and then if I had Bellacore I've got both markets. So
1: you, know, yeah, you know that, you know that um, there's a place, that, I can't remember exactly where it is, somewhere near the North Pole where they keep all the seeds of all the plants on Earth.
0: Oh, yeah, the seed repository.
1: Yeah, the seed repository. Depository is is Tom is your long term plan to be that, but for Warhammer?
3: Yeah, just lend out like I'm a library for Warhammer, mate. I am the bank. <laughs> um, yeah, the, be, be... I, the Iron Bank of I don't know Yorkshire. <laughs> don't going to the
1: WTC? <laughs> don't want to invest in uh, this particular army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah.
2: Tom turn the You can you <laughs> loan it
3: for a certain <laughs> period of time in a secure <laughs> Tom, case. Pay your deposit today. <laughs>
0: Uh, the Doomsday Vault in Norway. No, that's what it is. But Tom with just two suitcases and wearing all of his clothes at a WTC event. Does that anyone want to read any of the models? Event. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Tom yes. is a Green Guts Goblin. <laughs>
3: Thanks,
0: <dude. laughs> he is slightly Absolutely. less
3: problematic than the Green Guts Goblins. Uh,
0: yes, Meatball says. Um, uh, I, don't worry, I will. I, I'll ask the question. I'll be very interested to see what they do with Chaos. The whole of eight, they had to rely on obtuse start and. Uh, strat and psychic combos are spectacularly diverse and a good base mm-hmm. on recent books. It's true. It's yeah, because it wow. kind, of
1: was, kind of was Codex Warp Time. It was. Um, this is why I was and, like, yeah. And Codex um, Vections of Long War Endless Carcophony. Yeah. That's kind of it. Still is. And um, Yeah, well, yeah, it still is that now. Uh, so it would be nice to have, yeah.
3: I mean, so it is. Now, the, uh, the Vigilus is gone, so you, you can't. Oh, wait, never mind. Possessed is still a thing. Okay, then. Carry yeah. on.
0: Well, so to move the to move the chat on, so Bellacore, I'm excited. When do we think we'll get him? No idea. Uh, he obviously ties in with an Age of Sigmar release. Wondering if he also coincides with some sort of 40k release. But it does feel like the 40k releases are very behind on schedule at this point. So we'll see.
3: Imagine that they're going this fast and they're behind on schedule.
0: <laughs> I know it's wild. It's wild. Uh, yeah, we would have had like four Codexes. I don't know. Like it, someone did say something quite interesting. Like the the 40k has been out for like more than six months now like we're moving on to like eight or nine months yeah um, 40k being yeah. out and there really is only like three codexes there's necrons marines and all the marine buff mm. um mm-hmm. and death guard there's three yeah like it's uh feels weird i mean yeah. you'd be
3: lucky to get three codexes in a year like in the past but...
0: i don't think i don't, i never think that's a valid argument though i think saying that this company is bad at I'm something now yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was bad before. Um, no, I'm telling you, it was good before. I loved it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the point. I, I loved getting time to spend with books. All right, perfect. Um, uh, someone said I'm probably saying he's been released in September, we'll probably say November. Wow, didn't they say 40k rules would be a supplement, not the codex? But they could. It could be in with a greater 40k release. Is my point? It might not. It might. They might just be like, this is when he's coming out. And is he the first example of what the fucking hell? Um... Uh, Thank you to uh, Gorka Morka for donating £107 to the show, who said, New Yorkers aren't going to be outdone by Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably the most honest Wargamer donation I've ever seen. Petulant. (laughs) I
2: thought
0: thought you
3: were legitimately saying, is this a first example of fucking hell, as in like the model was so nice? But no, (laughs) It's going
0: straight from the chat. Okay. Yeah, Gorkamorka, thanks. Gorkamorka's always in the chat. It's lovely. Yeah, cheers, thank Gorka you Morka. very much for the. I don't really know if you donated money to the show though, or mainly just to piss on Texas. <laughs> I'm not really
2: sure what the impetus was
0: for the show, which
2: is Texas.
1: <laughs> come on, come on. Someone, someone's got to be listening to them from LA. Not
0: gonna eh? LA <laughs> No one in LA's got any money, I don't think. <laughs> just... Oh man, Gorkamorka, thank you very much, and to everyone who tunes in. And uh, it throws me off now, Nick. Could you do something about the show? Because all yeah, I want to do is press kind of the like show please is well, ring Rob's... them and say that well, they're
1: Rob, great... while Rob curls up in a ball, um rocks back and forth uh, at the prospect of people being nice to him. Uh we shall move on to the next article that we've got, Tom. We uh, have to ask
0: Tom about the stonks seven That's what people wanted to know. What? People wanted to know about the
3: stonks, Tom Stonks. People oh well, right, Tom, people I... wanna to know your stonks. Yeah, Tom. buy some Venoms. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> buy Venoms. I tried to give Gorka Morka a sub there, but he already got one, so just like, okay. Unfortunately, yeah, by Venoms, uh, they should be, they're always like really, really good with Kari. The they're just cheap. They go fast. They're really good in 9th uh, edition. Uh, I, I feel like a couple of people are starting to work out how 9th edition plays now. It's about just trying to lob as little shit on the center of the board as possible, whilst also kicking your opponent off until your opponent runs out of ways to kick you off the center of the board. By center, I just mean objectives in the middle
1: kind of area. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. I've got some of The Chaos Codex. Please. I'd like to hear them. So my gamble for the Chaos Basement Codex units that are gonna be good are um, Havocs and Terminators.
0: Oh Terminators are good call.
1: Terminators yeah. are like are good now and I think they'll still be good. Maybe better but in a different way. But I, I think uh, what what's the vision it I said? Can't remember now. You uh, I-
3: well are you're thinking that do you think Terminators can still go that up exists. in value after appearing on Meatwatch?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking Meat Watch. Carry on, let's The
1: official Meat Watch or the uh No the official
3: watch? The, the official Meat Watch
1: on Well
3: I I don't know what it is, <laughs> but what am the community. <laughs>
0: uh right, where are we? What are we saying?
3: Storms Meat Watch.
0: Uh, Venoms, uh, Terminators, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I was trying to segue us onto the next article.
0: Go on, then. What's the next article? Oh, can can I I go back a moment to before even Balakor?
1: Oh, shit. What's your hobby again?
0: No, (laughs) not my hobby, but the terrain. Because this is exciting for you two, fuckers. Yeah, and those guys. So... I got put onto a great, uh, Hawkeye put me onto a great um, uh, 3D designer called, I can't honestly pronounce it. It's like, like even having read it, it's like Cominista or something. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you can't while you're on the show, ban the word terrain. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's useless. <laughs> My point is, anyway, is that the, the, the two other boards, after I'm doing the first Necron board, are a eldar board tom an eldar city and Ooh, a drukhari sexy. city
3: are you gonna use that waterfall from to, to make this
0: no this like the, the 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 terrain is like really 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 nice like really nice Ooh. like super good you're gonna really like it i'll send you the files yeah, later. Definitely. yeah I, do, I just bro. i just thought i'd bring it up and they're all by the same guy who's clearly just like there is a fucking gap in the market, and I'm like, you are smashing this, mate. Like, this is such a great, like, it looks so good. You're gonna really like it. I'll find the links while Nick brings up the next, the next thing.
3: I mean, I can't time out myself, unfortunately, do that Dave? Eh? Because uh, or or diadrin, Because I am a mod. And who did uh,
0: you time out?
3: You no, know, uh, paid 2,000 hydration points to time my, me out in the chat, which is uh, <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> because uh, you physically can't do that. So I am immune, nice bitches.
0: <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Let's move on because this show has gone off the rails um, quickly. Nick, well, yeah, where we are had we? all the
1: show notes. We had everything planned out. We had the whole, the whole script locked in. But then these two oh, massive yeah. donations have just thrown us off, haven't they?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think I was in a good place before, anyway. If I'm hundred percent with you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll carry on.
1: Okay, so we've got some. We've got seven new rules previewed from the Dark Eldar oh, Codex. The dark. There was. There's been two. sorry, the Jukari Codex there has been two articles. One of them we're completely discounting because only Scriver was interested in it because it's a Crusade themed article. Oh my! Gosh. We're skipping over that one, so we're focusing on the one from sixteenth of March. We've got seven rules. So number one is Lords of Kamara. So this to me looks like um, this is their paid-for upgrade. You know, every codex that comes out, it's got some sort of paid-for upgrade. Necrons, it was like Cryptek Arcana. Marines, it was um, like the the Command Squad dudes. Um, And then other stuff. Uh, Death Guard, it was Pathogens. Uh, So this one, I think... Is their one. So it's upgrade to you can make your Archon a, a, a special Archon basically. Um and this guy is a splintered genius. So once per battle at the end of the fight phase, if this model is in engagement range with any enemy units, it it can fight against. You can fight twice with your Archon in combat. Um do you, he can, do you think
0: that there's a there's a fair conversation to have about the fact that they don't have big, beefy, like like monster or like even mounted units, like you know, the, the slaplin, like the chaplain on the bike, yeah, who's just yeah, out they don't have a single ass.
1: character who's. Who, I mean, they've got like stuff like Talos and the grotesques, right? It's like mon- combat monsters in a way. Yeah, but they don't um, have
0: like the you know like the, the buffed characters or the yeah. buffable characters is what I'm saying. Like the reason the slaplin works so mm. well is because you stack so many things on top of him.
1: Yeah, you can, can give him relic walla trait, buffs. Yeah, All that like kind of two, can you? can
0: give them two warlord traits.
1: I think some books you can, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, and so, like, do you feel like the little toughness three Archons are in a tough spot or they don't care? Do you know what I mean?
1: Ge- well, generally, I don't think they're in the army for that. I think the armies tend to work slightly differently. Ge- generally, there have been in the past, like, just a buff piece to give everyone ones to hit or stuff it around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, like, their warlord trait, whatever, that's a force multiplier buff. Um, that's what they're in there for. I wouldn't necessarily pay for this upgrade if I'm, I'm very inexperienced in the dark Drakari, so I don't, I wouldn't say uh, I know that much about them, but I wouldn't think that it would be that worth it to buff up an Archon to be good in combat. No, you don't really. Because unless, he's there to just give the rerolls, really.
3: Unless there's a way to like get a consistent charge, potentially even then, I don't think you do it, or stick him on a bike or on a uh, hellion hoverboard or something like that then maybe you can do it but even then i feel like it, it's not generally what you want to do normally with dakara you just take either the cheapest hq you can or you take a Monculus which can then buff up the toughness of the venoms which is actually hilarious so it, it it's not something you tend to do i think the only time you ever really see archons is when you take it with a relic that allows you to get real ones to wound within a certain radius and then you pack it with three rav- ravages in the spearhead and you just go
0: Okay. I just I just mm. was I was just generally hype for I think I think the aesthetic is super strong for Jukari. Mm. Um uh like mainly like I mean the Craftworld aesthetic could be good, but it's I think eighty three years old. Am I right? Is that about when the last model was released for, for Craftworld? Uh,
3: yes. Oh no, unless you count James Arm. Unless you count James Arm the Howling Banshees in that uh, Shadow Spear or whatever it was. Oh, yes. A few years ago, but yes. that
0: was about okay. it. Okay. Uh, shout out to Shadowzone, I think it is, who's doing all the naked old art. They make me laugh loads. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Nick, carry on. Uh,
1: yeah, so he also has a relic. So this is kind of similar to that Chapter Master upgrade. The Chapter Master upgrade would be the once to fight twice, and then he's he also gets access to a specific relic and warlord trait. So the relic is Soul Helm. Mm-hmm. So each time an attack is made, that targets the bearer, subtract one to hit. So it's minus one to hit attacks against the character, and uh, they get a 5-up DPR. Mm -hmm. So, just a bit of resilience for him.
3: Yeah, it it depends on what else he gets, though, right? Like, if you slap this on a custode uh, shield captain on bike, then it becomes really, really good. But if you slap it on some toughness-free, like... Like, like twink is just wandering around words. the back yeah. of the bar.
0: Twink is the perfect word for all of the archons. Just, they just walk around being twinks. Yeah. They're like, Oh I'm just exactly here. <laughs> <for>. <laughs> they just remind me of like like any clothy in like a movie where there's like the mage with the book, yeah, and you're like oh <laughs> um, and like the ogre looks at them and they're like, Uh oh, I'm in trouble. That is every archon, I think. Yeah.
3: Like, he's still not going to be good enough for you to ever, like, lob him forwards. And also, you don't need to give Mudge really if he's just hiding this little guy at the back of the port. Yeah, so... like
0: his entire career. Yeah, but this is guy hiding. isn't
1: hiding. This guy can fight twice. Why would you hiding he? at the back of the but port? But should
0: he, Nick, is the question. <laughs> should he?
1: He should be, but he might not be if he's fighting twice.
0: Well, yeah. with that Warlord trait, add one to the damage characteristic of melee weapons, the Warlord. Oh, has. Shit. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Shit. He's a
1: Smash Captain. He's
0: coming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to, I thought, you know what Games Workshop have done? They've seen uh, in 2018 those Blood Angels captains, and they think that the thing that made them good was the fact that you could put buffs on them. So now they just put all the buffs on all the characters, and they think that that's going to make them viable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. uh
3: What about useless buffs you're never going to use because it's not how the character works in Miami?
0: Yeah, that's my favourite bit. Uh, I just want someone to be like, What you got? He's like, I don't know Uh, if you fucking know this, but this Archon, if he gets in,
3: Uh, (laughs) he's going to fuck your shit. He has plus one damage. (laughs) He's got strength four blade.
0: (laughs) Uh, By the way, he doesn't
3: have an AP (laughs) value.
0: Thanks to Xrath, by the way, who has subscribed. And it's his first ever Twitch subscription on any channel ever. Um really? He said before well, 2019. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the last time I was in the hobby was 2001. And the Dark Eldor models were the same effing ones on the same. <laughs> <Hey,
3: side. laughs> to be fair, they did update the vehicles of the Cabalite Warriors in 2010, which is 11 years ago.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, Neural Shock Dub says the Dijin Blade with three damage uh, makes the Archon pretty good and fight twice. So there you go. Um, Fantastic.
3: <laughs> I'll lob him forwards then.
0: <laughs> let him go. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, appreciate you uh, being here. All right. What else have we got for this Dukari release? Nikos.
1: So number two is. Um, what did they say? Cabalite Ruban brother. Mm. Ah yes, yeah. so it's an upgrade to your normal troops. So for each Master Archon, so if you pay for the upgrade to your Archon to make your Archon the Chapter Master equivalent, like if we're talking Space Marine language, um, you get to turn one unit of Cabalite Warriors into Cabalite Trueborn. I believe Cabalite Trueborn used to be a separate unit choice. Yes. So if
3: it used to be a separate unit, you'd take them in Venoms as units of five or four blasters, mm-hmm. and you just fly them around the board. Uh, so, so it's basically equivalent to guard. Uh, well, yeah, not so not they're, quite. They're more it's elite more like
1: versions a, of the troops.
3: It's more like a devastators. So you would have like a sergeant, and then you just put a bunch of weapons on the dudes, yeah. and then you fly them around, and you would spam them, and it'd be <laughs> fucking
1: great. Mm. So the restrict. So you can. So for each master archon, you can have one unit of Calibite Trueborn. Um, the, the max max unit size of ten. Um, they get the Calibite Trueborn keyword, and they get Ballistic skill 2, which is nice. Uh, extra leadership, and uh, when they're making a ranged attack, they ignore any hit rolls and ballistic skill modifiers.
0: It's pretty good. Like, yeah. So they're yeah. just always right. going to be hitting on twos.
1: Yeah. yeah. And probably because if, if they're near the Archon, I imagine rerolling ones as well. So nice, um, reliable that's a, shooting.
0: That's effective. Uh, one of the things I saw, just saw in the chat, which I thought was a really good one, uh, was... Uh, Valerie yeah but what is he going to buff when Ravagers, venoms and raiders are no longer core so obviously there's all the there's all the exciting buffs coming to some of the upcoming codexes like uh you know like it does seem like a lot of the new codexes are a, uh, a power level above the 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 ones before a little more well thought out in some ways but also similarly some of the ways that some of those codexes have played before have been nerfed, specifically because of the core keyword, right? So the reroll yeah. hits or reroll ones to hit, whatever the situation, now, or the plus one to hit, whatever the aura was, is now probably only affecting certain units, and specifically being lost off vehicles, which I think is quite telling, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. how, many, how many times have you seen a Repulsor recently?
3: True. The last time I saw one, it blew up and did 46 wounds to a guy's army. It was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colonel Cabbage, with the sweet-ass law, by the way, big shout-out, Charlie, says, in the law, most Yukari are born in birthing vats, with only the aristocracy having the privilege to have live births. Those are the true born, which is actually opposite oh, of so how it
1: eaten, works. They're Eton chaps, are they? <laughs> no, but the Eton chaps are born in the tubes.
0: Well, actually, I are think... <laughs> so have you guys heard of the term, in, in too In real posh, life, yes. Have you guys heard the term "too posh to push"? Yes, I
1: have heard that. Yeah, I've never heard it. So it's the opposite, though. this is the opposite. Yeah, the is opposite, opposite. Anyway. Yeah, yeah,
0: posh opposite to push. This that. is posh to push. Tom is where mm. a lady, um, a lady has a cesarean because it's just easier. Um, okay. Uh, like too posh to push, they can't be bothered with the work. Uh, it, you know, basically, they've not worked a day in their life, and they're not even willing to. Uh, you know. Push. Yeah. Freaking, Stick a bowling ball down the alley, whatever you do want that, to call it. Yeah, do that yeah, thing. Do that thing. Um, every day. <laughs> uh, right, okay, <laughs> let's move on quick from this. If we could.
1: <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on to number three. In at number three, raiding forces. So this is a rather complicated thing, which, are, well, initially complicated, but I'm sure once we get our head around it, it'll be, make sense. Yeah. So basically, it's <laughs> some complicated, convoluted rules of how to build your Dracari army and uh, h- how you build your detachment so basically you can build it uh, so if you take multiple patrols and they all so if every detachment in your army is a Dracari yeah. patrol detachment change the command cost of those to zero so um, like it like normally if I wanted three patrols I'd the one in my warlord is free but the other two I have to pay two four in total for that if you have three patrols in your Jokari army they're all Jokari, then it's going to cost you nothing so that's a way to get because offence- essentially I think there's four ways now uh, to build a Jokari detachment you either go all cabal and then they all get a Drakari obsession you get all witch cults they all get an obsession you go all homunculus they all get an obsession or you do like a mixed one which is called a raiding force Yeah, um, which is like basically where you have I think it states what you have to have. You have to have an Archon, a Succubus, and a Homunculus as your HQs, and then some cabalites, I believe, as well. You have to have one of each unit, basically, for a raiding force. Yeah.
3: While we're on raiding forces, can I make a quick lore point? Because oh, here we, been go. Here, here we are. we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. yeah. Tom coming out. So I was reading the um, articles for the uh, Warzone Sheridan or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and it was telling me about how it's basically... Typhus has got his dick out and he's attacking some sector, right?
0: Yep.
3: And that's why Typhus is in there. And uh, it's an Admek kind of sector, and the Admek are defending it, and that's why the Admek are there. And then the Drakari are there because they're raiding and shit, okay? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. just what we're yeah, yeah. doing. Now, if I'm a Drakari Archon and I'm going to lead a raid, where the fuck do I raid? What's a good raiding location? What makes I'm, a good raiding witch? Like, Planet where like, there's lots of guys, easy, pickings yeah, easy pickings. yeah, you guys like. are pirates. Where do you, where are you going to like raid and burn villages? Games Workshop, Yeah, but you, you're you Rob. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> if I'm a Drakari Archon. Yeah. I am going to a poorly defended area with lots of natural resources. Yeah. I'm not going to a bombed-out active war zone. <laughs> so,
1: no, yeah. particularly that like Death Guard—they're going to be a rubbish slave because the Marines aren't going to really be a slave. Can They'll fight to death, and the Poxwalkers will just melt as soon as you get them home.
3: Yeah, it's—it's like, it's like thinking that you're going to steal like a, a, like a, a ten grand car and trying to do it at Fort Knox.
0: Yeah, I'd go, like, I'd like to go to... Like, I get that the Necromunda guys are kind of scary, but I'd just go wherever they are. Like, Toughness 3, Necromunda dudes, they've got a stick to defend them. I'd just go grab those guys. They're super easy to take over, I think. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a terrible decision. Why would you... Maybe they're just looking to pick up a couple of injured ones. Maybe they're more scavengers than pirates. They're scavengers. They're not even pirates. They're not even pirates. Like, they, like, talk a big game. They're like, oh we'll yeah. get you. Yeah. so Volker like,
3: Volker says they could be raiding for supplies artifacts or technology they desire. Okay, well, go and raid, like, an Admech world. That's fine. But not one that also has Death Guard looking for the same
0: shit in it. Okay. Well, I mean there's some pushback from Yes to Meet Balls, he's like, wow, law failure, Tom. If you okay. raid easy foes, your Drukari peers think that you're weak. Yeah, and but then, then you'll have all the money
3: you. to buy all the mercenaries.
0: It's so complicated being a Well you, you go to an easy I don't you go to you an easy place.
3: The uh, geopolitical, uh, like politic, political, like landscape of the uh, of Comora, To be perfectly honest, mate,
1: I, th- I think uh, you need to go back to your PhD or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't PhD, I, but... I think I think you just you go to the easy place. You nick yeah. all the you nick all the slaves, and then just before you head back, you shoot at your, uh, your own ships and give yourself some like battle scars, and you come back and go, "Fucking hell, lads, that was nice. that was tough. We ran into a whole legion of Chaos Space Marines." Don't worry, though. We sorted them out, um, and <laughs> sorted them out. We're back with all these slaves.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if... Yeah, no, that's a good tactic too. Lie to everyone. That's very drukarian Yeah. Deceive. Yeah. Just yeah. lie to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's very. Yeah. There you go. They're, They're not actually like raiding at long. all.
3: They're just here, like evacuating refugees and helping the <laughs> poor. <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> 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 well, okay, all right, um, good. Thanks for the law diversion, Tom. Uh, that has helped me.
3: Yeah, the group has got it too. They need the pain. So why raid a world full of robots?
0: Yeah, <laughs> they do. They, but uh, like, so, but like, Mechanicum, we've uh, got all humans in it. Like, because they make they. Ah, uh, shut up, humans. Rob. No, 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 no.
3: You can't. Re- you're not allowed to refute my point, Rob. Shut up.
0: Okay, that's fine. No, I won't do it. No logic,
3: no logic here, Rob. Only opinions.
0: Is it? <laughs> what's the What do you get if you use a raiding team then, Nick?
1: What, what do I get if I use a raiding team? Oh, yeah. uh, so the, well, the, raiding for- that's the raiding forces bit is just about how you build a detachment. You either okay. go all Cabal, all Witch Cult, all Homunculus units or you do a mixed one with one 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 uh, Archon who has to be your warlord a Succubus and a Homunculus one unit of cabalite Warriors, one unit of Witches one unit of Rax so you have to have those mm-hmm. in your detachment if you want to have a real space raid and then the real space raid Everyone gets the real space raid keyword. Um, you all get an uh, obsession. So I presume they're like the chapter tactics. Um, and then uh, while friendly real space raider core units are within six of the raid mastermind, which you can replace with your Archon's uh overlord ability. Mm. Uh you will hits a one.
2: Cool. Okay.
1: So That's I presume probably. the Archon's Overlord ability possibly only affects. Um, I'd guess on that it only affects. Uh, well, it's it's core on this one, but I I think it probably only affects um, Cabal units currently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if you take a real space raid, then it affects. It'll That'd affect witches awesome. and racks and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine. That make more sense. Um, and then there is. So they are given us an example of an obsession. So this is. Uh,
2: the cabal of a poisoned
1: tongue yeah the serpent's kiss mm-hmm. so each time a model with this obsession makes an attack with a poison weapon improve the poison weapon ability by one to a maximum of two plus it's pretty good actually i kind of like that mm. yeah so you so i had a question
2: mm.
1: what would what would take precedence um transhuman physiology type rule or poison transhuman transhuman it's always transhuman yeah I believe it's in one of the FAQs but oh is it yeah
0: interesting interesting so what you're saying though Nick is you can only be wounded on a 4 plus but you have an ability that lets you wound on a 3 plus
1: yeah so this so this would be so poison weapons wound on a 3 plus regardless but then if you're shooting at a unit that says in it's rules profile or whatever that it can only be wounded on an unmodified 4 or more then yeah that would that would be the way it goes
0: all right, yeah. So apparently yeah. Esme Balls thinks transhuman is carefully worded to negate stuff like this. Yeah, So there's an right option there. Um, and then and then sometimes it goes into, like, precedent order, like who activated when and also whose turn yeah. it is. Um, but if it's already resolved, then that's good. Yeah, I uh, it's already resolved on that one. That's good. That's a positive. Um, what's up next? Uh, we've seen also a stratagem, if you have the Cabala, the Poison Tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two CP, and use this strategy at the start of the first battle round. You select up to three Cabal of the Poison Tongue units from your army and redeploy them. If the mission uses the Strategic Reserve rules, any of those units can be placed into Strategic Reserves without having to spend any additional CP. Regardless Don't
3: of how they already have Phantasm?
0: Um, well, they might lose Phantasm. They really this might, lose might be Phantasm. instead of it, right?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Many... craft
0: Craftworld, but is that just, is that just Eldari? Eldari? I think that oh, they, I have have a, they have a they have, they have a. Drukari they have person. an equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserves, if both players have the ability to redeploy units, roll off. I hate this stratagem By the way, like, I'm it's check. so good. Why do you hate it? It just—it's just playing oh, against. Oh, because it. it's good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just playing against it. Sometimes you feel like um, maybe it's like when I played it, like like maybe with the new terrain, it would change up a lot. Like when I was playing at Warhammer World, I remember playing my friend Rob once, and he just redeployed his whole Eldar force, and I was like, "Cool, you win." <laughs> like it was just over i was like i can't get there like you're out of the way now it was just it was just tough um but it's it works really well but do you feel like it's much of a big do you think it's much of a big deal now with the terrain in ninth and how like easy yeah to i don't stuff? i don't
1: think it i don't think it would affect the game as much as it did in your instance back in way back when um because like you say you were playing at warhammer world which famously doesn't have that much lines up blocking terrain anyway and terrain's a different story now in ninth as well um so, yeah, I don't think this will be as big of a deal. Um, and it's up to three point units, so it doesn't say core, so it's any of their units. Um, yeah, and and again, with this one, it is going this isn't like redeploying, it's going into strategic reserves, right? So, there that unit is at least off the board, turn one, so it's not maybe shooting you in turn one, and there is like obviously there's counterplay and putting stuff in strategic reserves because you can screen stuff out. So it's also, not, so at the start it's not like the a win-win battle... strategy.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. It's, it's, so just so I get part of the, of the ordering right, at the start of the first battle round, occurs after we've rolled off to see who goes first. Correct, yes. So, so I end up in a position where I, go, I put my unit in a really good position if I get to go first, like super mm-hmm. aggro and then if I lose the first turn I'm just like cool they can fuck off now Mm -hmm. that's huge that's huge that's such a that's such a good uh, ability right Mm -hmm. that's really nice yeah Yeah. like that's that's really important because you can just like you can just you can almost bait units out as well like you just like turn what like first deploy and then you just be like there's my big brick you can also spam
3: it right because it's not in a turn so you can just go bang 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 and then redeploy a bunch of units
0: yeah really good really good that's, that's super strong. Okay. Uh, apart from Bay- pain, has got a chart. Before uh, we this move right on, can it. we just give
1: can we see right. Gus the Hut a shout out in the chat because he was the uh, the painter gentleman that we raided the other the other Tuesday.
2: Mm.
0: Little treasure, little treasure. Yeah. yeah. Say hi yeah. right to Gus. Big shout out, Gus. Uh, it was nice seeing him in the chat. It was lovely. Uh, it's my new favorite thing. Just raided like uh, raided at the end of each show. We'll do it at the end of this show as well. It'll be super fun. Um, <laughs> Plus, there's an achievement now on Twitch, and now that we are exclusively Twitch guys, like exclusively, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're all we're all gonna raid all the time, like gonna raid raid up in this. We are the Dukari stream.
1: Yeah, how fitting to do a raid at the end of this show after talking yeah. about Dukari.
0: Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, the next one, uh, the next one uh, to talk about this is the power from pain. So this is the this is if you, what is this again, Nick?
1: <laughs> uh, so this is that like their turn-based mechanics, similar to like de- like marines obviously get their tactical doctrine, necrons get their, can't remember what they're called now, uh, protocols, uh, death guard got their contagion minus one toughness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the Jukami version. So each mm-hmm. battle round you get a cumulative buff. Yeah, so you get to keep uh, it if it's on or after that turn. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the first one is so turn one you get six up in run in run save. Turn two, you can charge if you advance. Turn three, um, in melee, you add one to the hit roll. If it's against a vehicle or a monster keyword, it does not suffer the penalty for its hit rolls in firing in engagement range. Um, and then turn four, everyone gets a five plus invulnerable save. And then turn six, um, morale's automatically passed units... The, so if it's if anything suffered damage you double the wounds characteristic for a damage table basically mm-hmm.
0: okay all right so, so yeah so you just as the as the game goes on you just end up with better effects, get more, basically.
1: Get, yeah you get better stuff so yeah, yeah. so what's quite yeah so everything gets everything benefits from like the invun saves like your infantry and your vehicles and then there's some extra little nice buffs for the vehicles in there with the no no modifiers in engagement range and then doubling your wounds profile so you might have like a uh, one of your ravagers that's like super beaten up on the last turn or turn four, but then it's suddenly turn five. It's like top bracket again. So that'd be quite nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's really so you good. You can't
1: necessarily like leave, can't necessarily confidently leave a vehicle on a couple of wounds. Um, might be better to kill it rather than let it get that power, power boost at the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, blob uh, fish slapper, uh, No blob <laughs> fish alpha <laughs> but, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show I've, I've never read your name out in my life uh, so love that uh, oh Valerie thank you for resubscribing Tom I expect better purchase advice next time so yeah, Tom yeah I told him to buy being... Venoms
3: so I told him to buy Venoms again yeah
0: um... buy Venoms <laughs> until they have six <laughs> big love to you Blobfish Alpha uh... <laughs> Says, uh, it's really annoying that you made a really good point. Uh, he's not sure how I feel about everyone getting a turn based mechanic. So,
3: with the Dracari, it's always been a thing for them since 2010, where they had this like table and then work the way down the table and would scale into the late game, right? They have changed a couple of things about it. Uh, you used to get a 6 plus DPR on turn 1, now it's a 6 percent vulnerable saves. Uh, I actually think that's better a lot of the time, because mm-hmm. if you're rolling the save, often you don't even remember the feeling no pain. Um, and then when you're hitting things with AP, which is things that go through your armor save quite a lot of the time anyway, then you're getting a 6 plus vulnerable save. And if you pass that, then you live through the damage-free weaponry or the damage-two weaponry, right, which is becoming more and more common. Um, the guy I charge if you advance is always obviously good, especially with Krak- Krakari, where you're trying to do that anyway. Uh, Flensing Fury. Each time a model in this unit makes a melee attack, plus one to hit roll. That's pretty good. Uh, they have. I did. They. I believe they moved in Bolden Blood, Bloodshed. So it's no. It's. It used to be on turn four. I think. And now it's on turn five where you automatically pass uh, morale checks on turn five plus. Uh, the, I believe that they used to have Cabal of the Black Heart increased the turn by one for the purposes of the Pain Chart, but I don't know if they're going to do that in the new book. Because obviously we haven't seen that yet. I do also like the five plus and Honourable Save, and if you're taking that in Cabal of the Black Heart, that could be really tasty. So
0: and then you can also to
3: charge that. turn one too, which would be really good.
0: I don't know if we've got here yet, I don't think we have. Uh, Twitch chat, quick straw poll um, I'm going to go for it, like uh, use your emotes, your brand new emotes if you are a subscriber, uh, I want to see some Grot Gang, if yes have to work,
3: out how to Make a poll on Twitch actually
0: Yeah, oh, you can do that awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to though, we'll work it out later
0: Okay, well I, I could do it But like, the point is, um, is Do you want them to keep Vect or get rid of Vect? Keep or get rid? Uh, Nick, get rid of it Get rid of it, that's yeah. your vibe uh, Tom, what yeah. you what you vibe it? Do you want to? Do you want Nick, do you want to give us your reason as to why?
1: Well, well, um, I think it's boring that I go, oh, I'm going to do this strategic play in this strategic game, and you go, no. And that's the interaction. I'm going to do a thing. No, you're not. I'd rather it be I do a I do a cool thing, and then you do a cool thing to respond, rather than just I do a thing. No, because like um, I played Magic ages ago, and it's kind of like that blue deck. Where like they're full of yeah. spells. Like I do a spell cancelled. I just so cancelled. I just think yeah, that like, as an interaction uh, is nothing and boring. Is,
3: is it fun to just do the same thing every single game and not have to have a backup plan? No.
0: So what you're, say, what you're saying is, Tom, is it's nice that there's a single instance. Yeah, I know nice the that there's instance. a couple
3: where you actually have some counterplay for the cool thing, right? It's in, in the same way that it's boring, but they can just do it. It's also just boring if you can just do your thing every single game and there's never an instance where there's some counterplay.
0: Okay, that's, inter- that's an interesting take. Let me see what everyone in the chat says. Um, uh, we've got Sir Derpington says, keep. Uh, a load of people just did emotes, which I love forever. Thank you, I can't wait to get more. <laughs> it just uh, says gang. I just can't, is. Wait for, I can't wait for more emotes, <laughs> they're so good. We are getting stonks emotes, I want you to know that. Um, hmm. uh, yes Meatball says, keep Vect once per game, 3 CP, Gene of the Cult Star. I think once per game is better than Yeah, once per game is good, I think that's right, yeah, I agree. Because then maybe you you bait it out, Nick. Trendy Love, thank you for subscribing, or resubscribing, you're great. Colonel Cabbage thinks... Uh, get rid because it reduces the internal balance interesting because it's locked isn't it to cabala the black heart yeah it is yeah so how would you feel if it was more generic and you didn't have to go cabala the black heart just to get it because it's so strong i could see why it promotes but then also plus one to your invulnerable saves also It,
3: it at least forces you to lose something else in order to get it right so you're still paying a price to get this stratagem, but and allows you to to do things in certain games and games to kind of play. It's not less like I take book, I do thing for free. It's you you lose some things that now, whether or not it's a meaningful loss is a different question, um, because we haven't seen the um, the remaining uh, obsessions or whatever they are, right? Whereas before in the previous Jukari book, you'd always see Caval of a Black Heart, at least somewhere, because you didn't really care enough about the other shit that it really mattered, whether or not you lost it, right? Which is where I can sympathise a lot. Um yeah, so I, I think just keeping it Cabal or Black Heart will probably be will probably be fine. And I, I like the once per game thing because it, it at least enforces an interaction between how it works rather than just keep the CP, which you get to do passively anyway, by the way, because you now get CP generated throughout the game.
0: <laughs> One of the same says uh, keep uh change the name of the stratagem to fuck you buddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what we're going to call it on uh, the Honest uh, Wargamer streams now, just fuck yeah.
0: yeah. the Fuck You Buddy Strat. The Fuck You Buddy yeah. Strat. Nick, if I if we turn it to the Fuck You Buddy Strat, any more likely to want to keep it now?
1: Probably, yes. I'd be much more amenable to keeping it <laughs> if it was called if it, the name was changed to Fuck You Buddy. What is it actually <laughs> even called? We just call
3: it Vect.
0: Uh, isn't it Get Vect? Isn't that the actual strat? What's the strat name? Does anyone know? What know? Actually even Vect you? I
1: thought it was Vect you.
0: Oh, I I have no no idea. it's not called that. Um I think once per game is the right decision. Like if we're gonna see it. Agents of VET, that's what it's called. I think that's the wrong decision. Yeah, fuck your buddies what it should be called. There you go. Um, I just wondered if uh, you guys had any vibes on it because it already exists in other books, right? But and then there's a relic on this article, which we don't need to talk about because it's like whatever. Combat um, drugs.
1: We've not talked about combat drugs. Well, that oh. doesn't actually say that, does it? It just says uh some units get combat drugs, and you can have a pick one or randomly determine two. So they just—it's
0: things like there. witches, and
1: witch cults, and that
3: kind yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'd like <laughs> to see the internal balance of the Drakari book. Drakari book when it was released was super strong. Like I was a big fan, but then it, like you read it and you were like, "Oh, okay." Plus one in fun save, pretty important. Yeah, grotesques, Talos. Like I remember playing against it in an event. It was horrific. I loved playing against it but it was just awful. I just felt like I could do nothing. My Borgans just ran up the board, and they were like, yeah, I guess I'm dying now. And they had like a two-up, four-up. Like, they were just dead. Um, uh, like, And so you could see 100% why the book's internal balance was so polarized towards these particular sub-factions, ultimately, because it does feel a bit like three different books vying for attention. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I would like to see... Well, now, all,
1: because of the detachment rules that they've, the the real space raiders thing, where it looks like there's there's almost an incentive now to rep, you can represent all three parts of the book in having a cabal only detachment, a witch cult only detachment, and a homunculus only detachment, and you're not you're not punished with command points by doing that because of that uh, raiding force rule. So hopefully, there is incentives in the book. To, to represent all, all factions.
0: Yeah, I think... I, like, I, I'm not saying that I just want all a, a whole witch army, a whole uh, homunculus-covered army. Like I think what they'll end up with is there'll just be a good sub-faction for each one, and then you'll either see all three in three different patrols, or like people are just pushing to like, just, I don't know, like, like a larger homunculus-covered yeah. one because that's super strong, whatever the situation. But it does feel more than some other books like it's three different books inside one it reminds me a lot of the skaven book from age of sigma do you know what it reminds me like... of yeah go on oh, okay demons oh yeah it does yeah great example yeah, so yeah it reminds me of demons yeah like where it's four different things inside it right yeah and but then weirdly they're like play it all together here's one And you strategy. still get
3: more stratagems for each one when the entire book call them out <laughs> uh
0: thanks to matt aaron in the chat uh, who's just, uh, fellas, catch the all the time, love it, keep cracking on. Thanks, Matt, appreciate you. Uh, okay, alright. So that's the Drukari just, book.
3: Just on just on the combat book uh, drugs very quickly, it always yeah. feels like it's something that everybody forgets about, right? Because it's a nice little buff for uh, witches, but it's not something that actually changes how they play or changes their strengths, right? If you had a combat drug that gave them a free plus invulnerable saving close combat, then maybe you're talking, but Currently, it's like, oh yeah, you get uh, a point of AP on your strength-free daggers when you're basically just a, a melee target. It's like, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> fantastic, okay. good, good.
0: Anyway, uh, overall, are you are either of you like actually genuine, like more than just like a bit? Are you excited, like really excited? Is there anything here that's made like jumped out at you and made you like kick off or? It feels like not there really. hasn't really been the hubbub around the Drakari book that there was around the Death Guard book, but I don't know if that's more because I'm genuinely interested in Death Guard.
1: Yeah, I'm. I've never really been interested in the Drakari. Uh, I mean, I think the Drakari models are kind of cool, but I'm not. I just don't find myself being drawn to them as an army that much, mm-hmm. um, really. So I'm just not that. And I've never played them. I've played against them a handful of times. So I'm just, my interest just isn't quite there, but that's more of like a personal thing, not that the rules don't seem like all right. Um, I was just like you, Rob, I was way more excited about Death Guard just because I was building and painting a Death Guard army and I really liked the models and the aesthetic, whereas less so on on these.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, Uh, I I get that. Tom, what about you?
3: I'm excited for it because I I like souping shit and I'm an (laughs) Elba player, so it, it works out fine for me. I also have loads of Venoms and if they're really good, big stonks, so...
0: Uh, who in the chat is uh, super hype. I know Colonel Cabbage is. He's been a long time, a long time Jokari player. Uh, Mr. Gronin also says, must take all the combat drugs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Eldar, uh, big goldfish. Yes, big, uh, big shout out to my goldfish. I saw my dark Eldar years ago because uh, he doesn't like uh, Eldar. That's fair. Sergeant Rolf, a lot of my buddies are excited about the book, but it's a 50-50 between people wanting to play them or simply just get a glimpse at the future of Eldar in ninth. Good point. Um, do you feel like that there was enough similarities between Eldar, Craftworld, Andrew, Kari, Tom in eighth that this might be a good indication of what's going to happen with Craftworld?
3: No. <laughs> um, I feel like Craftworlds have their own kind of unique thing where they go for a lot of specializations, right? Rather than, I don't know. I, I don't really want to draw conclusions on that because I haven't really thought about it. Uh, it it's one of those weird questions where I ha- it asking me to predict stuff and I have absolutely no clue of the design process because, first of all, it's a little bit hodgepodge anyway. But secondly, I just haven't even considered it. So I, I wouldn't really want to answer that too much.
0: Okay, Tom doesn't want to go in for what basically most talking heads do, wild speculation, which is why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I do do wild
3: speculation, but I like to think about it before I do the wild speculation.
0: That's true. That's fair. Nick, you only thought... I'm more of
1: a modest speculator.
3: Yeah. yeah. Everyone always takes it too seriously whenever you say anything on here anyway, so I'm just like, I have a double down say something like that I know is going to just upset everyone in chat, or I just don't. Oh. All right, well, let's
0: move on to something that should make everyone... There should be no contentious issues about the main subject of the show today. And that is the Book of Rust, Warzone Caradon. So just a quick TLDR. We are getting our first campaign book, which 100% has two different things. It has match play rules, which are for two different things. Subfactions and... So uh, expansions and also Formations. Uh, Which Tom I think is excited about, and Nick is not excited about. I think is the right way around No, Tom, are you not excited about? I hate it. Okay, all right. (laughs) Twitch chat, I'm going to want your thoughts on formations. Uh, Tom, kick us off then. How like how do you feel about formations? So back
3: in uh, the end of seventh edition, I remember Rob set up a channel. Okay, Rob set up a channel. It was called uh, Model Floggers TV. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, let me just sit up in my chair while I tell you a story. I'm going to mute my mic while it squeaks.
0: Okay. All right. It squeaks all the time. He just doesn't know that.
3: Shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> so I'm going to get myself a nice one. Okay. So, and in one of the streams, Rob did, I believe Rob had uh, one of the game designers on. I
0: did. And
3: one of the game good. designers said that they'd noticed one of the big problems with certain edition was how you had to carry around like seven different books. Mm. And it was a big problem. I and mean, it didn't want you to have to do that to play your Rami. 8th edition was going to be more streamlined, be more accessible. Anyway, here I am with my codex, my FAQ for my codex, my Psychic Awakening, my FAQ for my Psychic Awakening, my main rulebook, my FAQ for my main rulebook, my White Dwarf, my Little Tournament booklet, my Points booklet, and my uh, campaign book with its own FAQ, and all my other stuff. And
1: your Space Wolf book with its print out of Extra Warlock And my Space Drakes.
3: Wolf print out of Extra Warlock And exactly. FAQ. Exactly. And the yeah, thank you. So it feels like they even acknowledge this is a problem, but they are still willing to completely go over it just for the sake of money. Now, I don't actually begrudge them doing this. Uh, just because I hate it doesn't mean that I don't understand it because they are a business. Uh, they make money. Right. So it it, it no, is what it is. No i'm no, gonna push no, back no, his, no, no I, they don't I, make I, money I finish, I finish, I finish, no i need to finish my point i need finish to finish your point i just want to make, okay. make, make baller that money that doesn't mean that we should stand for it though just because they want to push it because they believe it's going to make them money and that is their motivation for doing so does not mean that we have to fulfill that prophecy right so if we're playing competitive 40k it is mainly an independent thing anyway It's why you had the independent tournament circuit, for example. You had the WTC. You have all these tournaments. Which tournaments are actually under Games Workshop? You have the heats and the final. We don't have to buy this stuff. So what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to start a conversation about what we actually decide to use. Because Games Workshop can print all the books they want under the guise of wanting to make as much money as they can. That doesn't mean we necessarily have to use everything they put out. So, I would like to start a conversation about setting a standard for what we want to use at events. Now, for example, lots of events started using a certain terrain layout for example, that may have started in Nova, I'm not entirely sure, but then people copied it and it spread and it spread and people started to go to events specifically because they like that terrain set out. Different events can do what they want in terms of books. You can have your own event which has everything everything goes, you can take whatever you want, but I would like to start a conversation specifically uh, with, with a lot of the events I go to and a lot of the TOs I know about which books we allow because the number of books we have in this game and specifically the number of sources where I have to try and find my books from. I remember last year, before the London GT, I was trying to look at an Admech list, and I couldn't find the rules for the Scorpius d- Dune Rider, and the reason was, the only place I could find them was in the fucking box with the model. It's you not could. an accessible game to play at a competitive level. I am the nice. vice captain of my international team, doing pairings, and I have no idea where the fuck half the rules are.
0: Well, wahabidi.ru is where they really are. Shut up, <laughs> I, I was only going to interrupt to say they don't just make money; they make like they make like Shit Tesla, money. Tesla oh, money, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like big it's, stonky comp- money. It's not uh, like they.
3: Should, it's not like they have some kind of like moral compass where oh, we've made enough money now, we're going to
1: stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't,
1: I don't have an, I don't have an issue with them trying to make money. I just have an issue with how they are trying to make money. Yeah, I think it's and, bad I, for- and I think this, I think this conversation, I think conversation around this kind of campaign book. And also I think we need to lump in the app and also what Tom said about the in in, in independent circuits or international circuits. Who's deciding, is it games workshop deciding that you must use all these books and these are all legal or is it an independent body saying we approve these books at X, Y, Z. In terms of them making money, um, they love making and selling books. And I, have an issue with campaign books because as a death guard player, if I want the rules that are in there, that's what a couple of pages out of yeah. however many pages, it's like 5% of the book. I want 5% of that book. I don't want the rest of it, but they yeah. want to, but they want, they want me to pay them to design, print, make ship and deliver this book to me. When I just want those few bits of rules, when I could just download it onto an app, I could yeah. pay them five pounds to just download yeah. what it's, i want onto an app
3: it's like selling the big bongella because you know that you need to buy the mogella but you're not going to use 80% of a tube well yeah. I, like, like
0: yeah. can i give you like can i give you a quick one like about when i entered in the hobby Like, and this might be like a bit too specific, really, for the conversation. Because I think, so when I entered into the hobby, like for 40k specifically, one of the cool things I did, because I live in Nottingham, is I went obviously into Games Workshop, but more specifically, Warhammer World. And they had like all the Forge World books on the shelf that you Mm. could buy. And they looked awesome. And I bought them. And this is before 8th edition. So, and I don't think any of those, I think some of them had data sheets in that were still applicable to the game. I'm not 100 percent certain if I'm honest at the time. But they looked incredible and I really liked it because they were like they were like, oh this is like this whole campaign book about Tau and other stuff and I was like that's so cool because it's like an it's like an upgraded codex, right? Like I let's say it was a ta- the Tau one. Let's say I'm really excited about Tau as, as a thing. It gave me this like big, chunky, kind of like more specific and I was like I actually am really pro that like as a as a thing because if i'm a consumer like i get to choose my channel of consumerism if that makes sense like i'm like oh i like this thing a lot so i'm gonna get to go in and be involved in it so i quite like mm. that at the time however i've either thrown away sold them or donated them to a cherry shop now mm. and that, like while they're beautiful coffee books like you know for your coffee table and there's some th- conversation about like the value of something like that forever a portion of these books is always rules which eventually go out of time. So I would say that, like, I'm really pro the campaign books. Just put the rules for free somewhere else. Yes. You know, they don't. 100%. Like, I, yeah. I,
1: don't, I don't have an issue with them making this talent mm-hmm. book, but they need to, they just, they should be, there should be a separation of yeah. na- the narrative and art and the campaign stuff. Like, just do that yeah. and have the match play rules available elsewhere that are separate from that. I, I, th- like, I think... Oh, sorry, you finished, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, well, that was, that was basically it. I was just like, mm. if you want... Like, I don't have a problem with them making, like, really cool narrative books and loads artwork, but just sell it specifically as that. Don't... Because I feel like there's, like, a tax at the minute on both sets of players, because I've... They've yeah. kind of, like... Because they've kind of, like, separated as almost now. Like, mm. they've gone, right, there's narrative and open play players, and there's match play and competitive players, and you guys are separate. But you're all, you're all buying you're buying the same book and you're kind of being taxed for one another existing. Like we're having to pay extra for this book because there's narrative in it for the people who want the narrative and the narrative people are getting charged for the rules that they don't necessarily care about. Yeah. Also, it's like the defiler. Yeah. Go
0: on Nick. Sorry. Carry on. Just that. Yeah. Just, just,
1: yeah. Just have them Um, separate. I was just going to make the point.
0: I was going to make the point that like the conversation about the making money is fine like and i like i feel maybe like maybe maybe i don't feel emotionally connected to that conversation anymore because i have zero intent of ever ever purchasing the book i I 100 percent will take all of that information in via other sources yeah but there is no way that i'm buying the book there's no that's what i mean i think
1: i think they'll make more money if they change their method of selling these rules like it because because this campaign book I'm 100% happy saying on the internet or publicly that I will never buy this and I will pirate the shit out of it, get a a dodgy copy from someone, get a a photo from someone, because I don't want to have to pay 20 quid for a couple of pages that I may or may not use. I probably won't use the Deathcaster from this, from the preview, but like I'm never going to pay 20 odd quid what they want me to for this. The only reason I would have to is if tournaments are enforcing, that you have to have this. If you want to use those rules, you have to have this. Because like, And lots you have of to bring say, the book with you. Yeah, lots of tournaments say you can't use Battlescribe as a rules reference. You have to have the official book if you're going to come to a tournament and say to your opponent, these are the rules. You can't point at Battlescribe and say the rules are there because it's not an official source. You have to have the book or something like that. Whereas, so effectively, the books, like, we, all of us can get our rules from various different sources. But effectively, the book is a license for us to use the rule. Like we can get the rule, we can know the rule from someone telling it us, or sending a picture, or downloading a dodgy copy, or buying the official book. But the official book is purely, in my eyes, a license for us to use it at a tournament. So well, why don't so... you have it as a digital thing? So 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 I will give them more of my money if they put more of the rules digitally available in, in the in the app, which which was good. So can, I
0: have can a question share? actually. Um, so I, I have a question for you both, and also for the Twitch chat. Like, are you guys? like are you guys annoyed yeah hold on let me let's say let's say it was a free product yeah let's say it was a free product would you guys be interested in downloading it
1: um if it was free to download and i want yeah i I would download it to to look at the rules if it was free
0: all right what about you tom
1: my my issue
0: is,
3: is is twofold firstly i think the the less important issue to me is a financial one, but you, I have to keep buying books. I don't. It isn't as important as the other one to me. The main issue I have with this is just simply the number of sources and not being able to actually tell where all my shit is. I would prefer they just collated it, or even just had an official list on the website of where you could find all the rules for every faction.
0: Yeah, I think I I think ultimately, like what I'm getting from both of you listening to both of you is you're both like, emotional about it because you care. Like, you genuinely want the thing, like, in some ways. Like, I like, like Tom, your idea about, like, the bloat or the point about the bloat, I think is genuine. And I think that actually that makes loads and loads of sense because actually it's really confusing. And like you said, as the head of an international team who plays 40K a lot, yeah. finding rules is complicated for you. So how yeah. the hell can some nub... Yeah, like just yeah. play a regular pickup game with his mates. So that's
3: that's the argument I could make if I was trying to uh, appeal to like lo- like other players and how it must be for them. I am saying this because I'm lazy and I can't be asked to find it all. Mm. It's far yeah, too even... hard. It shouldn't be hard work for me to enjoy a game.
1: It shouldn't be a chore. No, and and unfortunately, currently it is. Yeah. Because the there is no one place that you can go to and go right i know with pretty good confidence that this is an accurate source yeah. and has all the rules up to date as of this moment in time we all even... wanted the app we all wanted the app to be that thing but sadly it's been a clusterfuck and it isn't that thing yeah. and there was an even there was a famous example that you touched on on tuesday rob on the 40k edition so about Sean naden in america yeah, who's here quite go. a famous player you know highly respected and should but be knowing his event shit event, right? going to an event no. with turns out an illegal list Part because the rule what what is and isn't like the current up-to-date thing that is allowed mm-hmm. is confusing to find
3: For the numbers of reasonable... two different conflicting yeah. sources yeah it's it's so silly like and here's a great example of something that's not going to be up to date dracari on release yeah, Because already
0: got a campaign book dropped. Yeah, so, yeah, like, well, hold on, let me, so Scott B says, and Zip Zap Rap says, and this is fascinating, and I would love this deep dive, because I, I do recognise that we, as a show, and also the communities we represent, whether it be 40k or 80 Mar, are like the 1% of a 1%. We're in like a niche of a niche, right? That's why, like, we don't get like, that mini wargaming numbers. Right or like or, or something similar because ultimately like the competitive element, like getting everything right, is actually more of a niche in this hobby than just having a great time. Yeah, like so, like um, Scott mm-hmm. B is saying, mm-hmm. there are some people just playing out of the book. They're at the table, eyeballing each other. Probably not now, but at some point, and they're like, okay, I, I'm a, okay. I've got an intercessor, and I hit on I hit on a three, and then they roll the dice. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, and that's happening. That's happening in real yeah. time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I absolutely agree. However, I will push back on that point as a whole in that a lot of the media that gets talked about, for instance, Games Workshop are doing these MetaWatch articles. Make of them what you will. Or Sales Watch is probably better. But like, they have like people like uh, like the Art of War guys, as an example, or the 40k stats out as an example. And when you listen to... Pete talk or where you listen to Nick talk or any of those people or when you like talk about the WTC some any of those things what you're listening to is the people talk about the game in only a competitive setting none of these talking heads which I think are becoming more popular generally like even like the the uh, like Tabletop Titans as an example is a huge YouTube channel they do a really good job but they're constantly talking about the rules and the FAQs and how it's relevant so even the nubs are being talked to by the talking heads about how important the rules are and also how precise they are. Does that make sense? So I feel like maybe it's true that a lot of the market is just a bunch of people just like eyeballing their book and discovering that Space Marines are toughness for. But there's also a significant portion and a growing portion of their community mm. who are more like uh, savvy to the information or at least know yeah, there's and an well, FAQ. Can I ask a can- Sorry, you go,
1: Nick. Like I was going to say, and and that proportion of the community is has been growing, and they are they are also pushing it, and there there appears to be some sort of ground plan in the near future where they're going to have more of a professionalised and bigger and uh, focused tournament circuit. So if they want if they want to grow that, they need to put the resources in there to enable that community to to grow and not have these kind of issues that it's hard work to know what is the exact rule at this moment. Yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah. like, you should be able to go to a tournament um, and not have, if and if a rules query comes like, oh, what is the current rule on this? You shouldn't have to go to the community page and look through the FAQ. You should just go right. We'll just check the app. What does the app say? Oh, it says that, and that's the rule.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's
1: what it should be.
0: That's the major issue, I think. And bringing up what happened with your name at the weekends, a really good point. Like Battlescribe, I go to Battlescribe. Wahhabida and Battlescribe seem like my two sources. Do you guys have anything, like, as a suggestion, as an answer to this problem that we're talking about? Do you guys have a suggestion? So,
3: can I can I ask a, a quick question, Rob? Because yeah, yeah I, I, do. I've been trying to take about 20 minutes, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, so, to clarify the Naden thing, basically Sean took a list to uh, an event in Texas. And he was running single units of one Razor Wing. Now, in one of the books, uh, previously it said you could use uh, units of one to twelve. In another one, it said you could use units of three to twelve. I'm not entirely sure which one came around first, but either way, uh, there's been a big debate about that. The second question I wanted to ask, Rob, because you were talking a lot about people um, getting more talkative about this issue, what was the overall reaction like in the Age of Sigma community when the news of the new Luminef book dropped? specifically because i know it's an aos topic but i am interested in it because i don't know if it's a case of people finding out more information or or if it's a case of people just saying yeah this is a bit of shit independently of themselves what was the age of sigma reaction like when the new lumen f book was announced
0: uh split like mainly a lot of upset because they were having to buy Mm -hmm. another book so soon Um, a lot of upset about the fact that the content had been broken apart in parts Mm -hmm. but also excitement because it was also to do with a bunch of new miniatures so Mm -hmm. like there was also access to a new wave of miniatures i think one of the key points of this conversation and i think one of the key points of the whole conversation is while we're all really bougie like like, really invested in the actual rules, guys. Like, the rules... Like, we're a really weird subgroup of people. I was explaining this to someone the other day. Like, on this Wargamer crew, competitive people generally, I was like... <laughs> like, like, I was explaining, and I was like... I was like, I'm a weird guy. And they were like, True. what do you mean? I was like, I like the narrative. <laughs> I was like, I like the narrative, don't get me wrong. I like the setting. I like the painting. I like the miniatures. I like how it all works. But I'm a mechanics guy through and through. Probably even most of the people listening to this show... Aren't a mechanics guy. Like I, like the mechanics people are very specific people. They're weird and wonderful people. And you say like I can do this thing and that, and someone goes, oh that is really nice." And that's a very small section of the community that get jonesed up about the fact that you can do these mechanical things or you can do these plays, right? Like it's a small section. Like and I completely understand that. Similarly, though, like those, like that group of people are the people who are going to absolutely beat the toss out of all the other people. <laughs> like and they're going to have a tough time they're going to be yeah. like what the fuck is happening toss is um, a
3: very appropriate word for these
0: guys <laughs> right and uh, and the fact that you can't grab all of the information in a place um i don't know uh the, sorry the point is sorry tom is when with the lumnet book it's exciting and even the campaign book now is exciting for me because it's more mechanics like it's more mechanics but it's yeah, such a high price it's such a high price threshold, and I don't think I, I am the core audience. I think yeah. that there are more people excited about Bellacore as a model than that I am excited about, like how I can build an awesome formation and min max it. Yeah. right? I, I love more. the
3: more mechanics. I just hate that they're everywhere.
0: That's yeah,
3: true. I think
1: that, that's that's
0: that's in that's one
1: place. Uh, yeah, that's one of the main. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, great. There's more rule stuff, but it's in another book.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. To add to the pile. Well, should we talk what's in the book? Because I think I think, yeah, like good point. I know you two like Tom, your one of your points also was that you think that some events should pick and choose whether or not some of these things are even applicable.
3: Yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to see if, if it would impact events, right? Because I would definitely love like going to more events. If you say like if I were to run the event, for example, I would love to just out of interest say, okay, main rule book, codexes, uh, forge world index. I know, I know, I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> You've
1: changed, Tom.
3: You have changed. <laughs> uh, and then um, Psychic Awakenings. Four books that have not had a codex since the Psychic awakening was released. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. There. I, There's your I, think, I think ultimately, like, and also if you guys go back and listen, like, if you guys have listened to this conversation, God, God you guys are sorry. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our excitement and enthusiasm mm. and hope for the app, because you're yeah. right, all of these apps like i have a question when this is released on the first day is the app immediately updated so i can build my army with all the new stuff because i understand that you still can't even build an army in the app and i'm not going to right so i have to wait a couple of days couple of days for the battle scribe guys to do it and then i'm done yeah that's my process yeah
3: we're not yeah. even necessarily even having to cry about the new release, right? Yeah, it's, it's more stuff. It's great. I, I actually kind of like new stuff. I'm, I'm less sold on the formations. I'm less sold on all the supplements. But it's it's more mechanics. I want the game to be more complicated. That's great. I, I'm just talking about how I would ideally like to see the game. Because the issue I have at the minute is just following along. Um, the speed can be fine. It just has to be done properly.
0: It's true. It's true. The following along is is, is problematic, I guess. Hmm. Uh, especially for a new person. You know, like a new yeah. person turns up, they're like, Hey, I want to collect Death Guards, like, well <laughs> here's your book. Here's the book, books. Here's your campaign book. You're like like campaign dude, book.
3: even in that list of things I just wrapped off about what it'll allow at a tournament. White I'm dwar- still a white dwarf in it.
0: Yeah, a magazine is weird. Can we talk yeah, about playing a modded game with a magazine? Wait, yeah? We've got
2: the
3: Harlequins one and the Death Watch one in there. Now, Death Watch have a codex now, so you wouldn't need it. But you still got the Harlequins one in the White Dwarf. Now, that's a different conversation we need to do a whole show on.
0: Because otherwise, this is going to get. Eight hours, or I'm not doing it at all. We wait, do the whole that thing. That is the
3: entire 369 birthday, okay? <laughs>
0: Just why are we getting stuff in White Dwarf and why does it exist? Uh, <laughs> Alright, I appreciate both of you by the way, being really candid about your thoughts on this because ultimately when I see it, I'd like to point out and again, I, I know I made this point already I see this, I'm actually genuinely excited but I see it and I know I'm never buying it. Does that make sense? So James, to me If you have a I,
3: subscription, anything you want, I'll just send to you yeah, <laughs>
0: <'cause> <laughs> it's Our Warhammer app yeah, I have an, Warhammer my accounts. Warhammer account with 8 people it's an r Warhammer app. It's super cheap. Um, but my point is, is I'm like I'm never going to buy it. So like immediately when I see it, I'm like that's super cool because I've already disavowed myself that I'm going to spend. I, I want to spend my money on miniatures. I don't want to spend it on rules constantly all the time. And the narrative is the bonus to the rules for me, because I'm a, a, a like I like the story. Fuck yeah! But like there will be a guy who makes a YouTube lore video about it in like a month or not even that a week. So I can observe, like absorb that as well. So, yeah. So, I get excited, ultimately. Um, And then the Return of Formations, uh, I also like...
2: Hmm.
0: Let me tell you why. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I think it's really great for new people. Same in the Age of Sigmar. I think battalions are good for new people because it gives them a story to build their army around. Like, I think that that's an important bit. They just go... Cool. This is the army that does that. I mean, there is already story for every other army, so they could just do that. But I think that that's a nice touch. Just going to put it out there. That's
1: fine. Keep it out of organized play. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So um, make this for Crusade guy, the Crusade guys, because that's that the Crusade the Crusade thing is their thing for people who want to tell stories and are, are interested in gaming that way.
0: Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. cool.
1: Make make this kind of cool uh, themed formation thing, but just. Like Tom said, perhaps just leave it out of match play.
3: How how well how about that? Because I, I want to clarify what, what I said. That. I didn't I didn't say match play. I said organized play. Organized. Specifically. Play. And there's a reason why I think there's a difference. If I'm going to a local club, right, and I'm like, um, let's say I'm uh, I'm 18 year old, 17 year old Tom again, right, <laughs> and I'm going to my first Throno goals in 2012 and I rock up at my local club and I want to learn about how to play 40k properly and efficiently uh, and officially. Right. Um That is basically me just learning the rules, learning the mechanics and what have you. You can do that with these without it necessarily mattering because crusade opens up a whole nother can of worms where you've got all these other like random rules that you can throw in. Right. Whereas I I feel like this is something we should keep out of organized play of our own basis, rather than something that GW mandate that is is organized play. Because who are GW to say what is organized play and what isn't, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They only make the game exactly. Fuck them. Good point, Tom. No, dude. Here's a good example.
3: Fucking CS:GO, right? Like they run the two majors. That's fine. Like, but most of the events are done independently by ESL flashpoint blast com- like t- independent tournament organizers 40k is like a similar landscape in terms of all the events pretty much face it uh, like all the events are done basically by
0: independent dudes good point like the only so example the, the only example, play, the, the only example is, being the only yeah. example being in america where it's no longer independent and it's games workshop light right
1: you mm. <laughs> <he> can't stop
3: <laughs> it's
0: true
2: like, it's
1: a, like i'm sure it
3: is but i uh, i uh, yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I So I feel like it's more of a, a thing that we should remove of our own volition rather than it being a Games Workshop thing because I don't want to give Games Workshop full control over what the competitive scene looks like because I don't trust
0: them with it. Fair points. Fair points yeah. are well made. Uh, I think that's a good point. Uh, just a couple of things. A little notation device. If anyone in the chat is a level two sub on Nerds Gamer, uh, there is a new emote that you can use, uh, I think. I don't know how it works, uh, but I've just been informed. It's uh, it's
3: uh, on two poggers.
0: Yeah, oh, the Honest Wargamer Poggers. We have now got oh, yeah, an Honest, Honest Wargamer Poggers yeah, yeah. specifically for Tom. Uh, not of Tom, but anyway. Yeah, but it's, right.
3: of, it's of you, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he can do some Poggers. He goes right next to Rob. Anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> but so should we talk about what's in here? Uh, while we talk about what's in here, I'm just going to take a quick uh, unhydration break. Uh, I'll be back in a moment. Um, <laughs> so you get this, Reverse he's hydration. A, he's
3: a big streamer now. He gets on hydration breaks, whereas we we have to sit here. He gets he a streamer pr- break. You get some. I I, uh, I am very flattered that he trusts us not to say anything uh, like like horrific. Like what? On the show. what?
1: What might we say that would? I be, mean, uh... I, could, I might
3: press up my neck guns again, and the the stream would have to see him Yeah, and uh, we just, that we just over...
1: immediately. Can we yeah, we just divert the stream for oh, talking we're about talking... your crystal met guns?
3: We, we could do, we could do. Uh, although we have just been raided by uh, frogway Studio with a uh, ready party of 21. Thank you very Froglet much, Froglade St- Studio, for dropping your sick load all over the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
1: See? dudes. You shouldn't trust us. <laughs> we were just talking about We were just talking about Tom's crystal met guns and how well, they got is. him in trouble with the entire international community. Are you still avoiding that court case, Tom?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't suppose you're familiar with uh, the Costa Concordia. I am not. I watched an internet historian video the other day, where apparently the uh, the first mate just flew to the Philippines where they caught him, and instead of uh, doing his trial, he flew to the Philippines again, and they haven't found him since. So, okay, I so am, that,
1: that's your plan. That's your escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I am uh, banned from certain events until I uh, until I fix my. Uh, a crystal Matt scenario which luckily we have 3D printers now Nikos so uh, you know I'm sure I wouldn't be too difficult I'm sure I can print some equally horrific uh, abominations to take to tournaments so you know I feel like they'll uh, they'll still win more painting awards than most bellicore armies to be honest mate because it was homemade and made with love and care <laughs> uh,
0: have, I mean, you guys, uh, have you guys got that. into it yet or are you not
1: no, we've been talking about Tom's plan to escape from the Philippines once the hobby crime charges eventually up to him it's true it's true
0: Dear God. Dear God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we got raided, by the way. Uh, we got raided. Who buys?
2: My friend Studio. Studios. Yeah.
3: So, uh, all my um, Crystal Mechmans bring all the boys to the yard. So.
0: Oh, hey, guys. Welcome lucky. to the show. Uh, we're three salt miners every Thursday. Uh, feel fun. free. Uh, could I just also thank both Nick and Tom this entire conversation and the fact that we may partner unsponsored, like. <laughs> No, like we just yes. told it like we just told it like we said it for an entire three years. Finally became partner. Well, well, the, just...
2: the
3: downside is now we're sponsored by Amazon. So now we can't criticize, you know. <laughs> It's all over. It's all over, guys. We're, we're no longer independent. You've got to be no, nice it's... about Twitch as well. You can now purchase your Windrider jet bikes from
0: Amazon.com. <laughs> or Slack. Yeah, if you'd like to buy your local independent game store, <laughs> <on> Amazon.com. Uh... <laughs> so local, they get it to
3: you today.
0: <laughs> right, can we talk about these Army of Renowns? So, Army of Renowns are a new word for formations, which are, as we understand it, free ways to like so it doesn't cost you any points you build an army inside the formation it has some uh, restrictions but then it gives you a bonus ability on top as i understand it do you lose your sub faction rule so it's basically another sub faction
1: i don't think so no i am,
0: i do not have a clue i do
1: not believe <laughs> be i do not believe so i think it's just there's a restriction on how you build the detachment, what yeah. goes in there, and then you get a bonus if you yeah. comply with that restriction. I don't I, think I, it I, takes anything else away. I think it's just a bonus I, as long as you yeah. meet the criteria.
3: I also want to be cl- uh, to clarify here, Rob. It's not a formation because the guy on your uh, your model blogger's old stream said we weren't allowing formations in uh, the new 40k, right? So it is instead an army of renown. Uh, we need to be very clear with the terminology, right? Yeah, because I think I can't remember where it
1: was pointed out. I think yeah. I can't remember where it was pointed out, but this it was something like um you know specialist attachments aren't allowed. Yeah. That's why they picked out vigilance. This isn't a specialist attachment. This no. is a Regiment yeah. Rob, yeah.
0: Okay, all right. Listen, I'm fine. so when when you tune into our show now, do you have to watch an ad before you're allowed to watch yeah. if you're not a subscriber? Yes. <laughs>
3: I mean, of, we should have been playing ads for the last like two hours or whatever it is but
0: yeah but... let's go i don't know what that means but i'm really happy that you guys uh get to watch it
3: <laughs> so i hope you all got an excellent advert guys yeah I hope you all got a nice
0: ad before you got here uh, <laughs> anyway that's so funny um so the army of renown the terminus est assault force this is typhus's force right um and this is uh this is this is the way it works your army cannot include any units with the vehicle keyword. Okay. Okay. Um, all Really happy I painted those seven Mephita Blight Haulers. Let's go. Uh, all <laughs> units in your army must be Death Guard, and if they are from a plate company, they must be drawn from Harbingers. So it has to be a Harbingers one, Nick. So it still does get all the sub-faction rules from Harbingers. Death Guard Psykers in your army can generate their psychic powers from the Fester Discipline, so an additional... Uh, discipline, but not the core discipline. So you are giving up mm. some of the greatest psychic powers in 40k, right? Like Cloud of Flies, Miasma, like, oh, not Cloud of Flies, whatever, but Miasma. Um, and then Terminus Assault Force units in your army gain the Outbreak Assault ability, which is units placed in Street Reserves, then uh, they, basically you can deep strike a unit anywhere. So if you put them into strategic reserve instead of having to come in from the board edge or like on the restrictions that they have, uh, you can just deep strike them. Which is rubbish army okay. that can already deep strike?
1: Yeah, it's not I mean, it's not that I think the only I, I was trying to think, you know, what would this be good with? I don't think it's that good anyway, because Death Guard don't really have any mechanics that either boost your charge roll or give you like re rolls to charge. Do you think the only thing is the generic stratagem for the re roll? um so don't, it's not something that great that you can necessarily build an army around in my opinion anyway yeah
3: it's it probably just i think my issue with it more is going to be when you last saw formations in seventh edition most of them were kind of dog shit but the ones that weren't dog shit were fucking hell it was just three rolls that just bent the game
0: what in the formations yeah i mean the yeah. formations previously yeah like i mean the fact that they've said that they're going to get relics so the actual ability the actual ability mm. isn't huge But if you were planning on running harbingers anyway, you now are running harbingers with a restriction, no vehicles, which is a a negative, but also some additional options potentially. So like if if it turns out that running harbingers and then running harbingers in this means that that psychic discipline is great. You could end up seeing like a, a stronger Death Guard army down the line or a different strong Death Guard army. I,
3: I think the, um, the main benefit of this is that maybe now Jim will stop running fucking Defilers.
0: And that's <laughs> the only
3: positive I can see okay. out of these rules. Disgusting.
0: Um, uh, and then, uh, no, I, I didn't think anyone was running Harbingers like at all. I'm saying that because this is one example, right? This is only one example that we've seen. Because we're gonna see. This isn't the yeah, first the, campaign book, boys. Yeah, oh. is there
1: gonna be? Is there gonna be? I presume that this is just a harbing. I presume there's gonna be one for each of the play companies, like this.
0: What eventually you think?
1: A renowned, what, well, in this campaign book, because this is just like
0: no, well, I know no, no. Ty,
1: I know Harbinger Harbingers is Typhus's play company specifically. No, there's, so there's only, only there's, the, only, the, this there's only this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I definitely not like buying it then.
0: <laughs> it's just this. You've basically got most of it right. Uh, then you've got um, you've got a stratagem where called callous disregard, where you can shoot into a unit engaged in combat uh, with your own units as long as they're pox walkers. I think it says pox walkers or plague pox walkers followers. Are and if you miss, mm-hmm. then you end up. So if you miss shooting at the enemy unit, then you hit your own unit, which I think is quite yeah. themey. At least yeah, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a psychic power called lung rot. Uh, which is actually really good. doing unit within eighteen inches. The unit cannot advance. Each time this unit is selected to charge, only eligible units within six inches can be selected to, uh, for uh, as the target of its charge. And each time a charge roll is made for that unit, it cannot be re-rolled. So some pretty strong um, uh, abilities there. Like I think that's quite strong. Yeah, I think
1: I think that's quite a good power. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think
2: uh,
1: yeah. The issue might be that you know the the psycho casting it has got to be within 18, because I think it's more relevant for stuff that you want to keep away from you that's far across the table, like a fast-moving combat unit, whereas the, you've got to get a Psyker in place close to that combat unit to debuff it. So I presume in this hypothetical scenario, you're in the middle of the board and you want to stop something getting get into your backfield, so you cast that. It's not going to stop it getting to the caster necessarily. Well, I guess unless it's like a, just an infantry unit that's... Moving six, but I imagine that most units that you're going to want to cast this stuff on is going to be like a fast-moving uh, salty unit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the other thing that this uh, army has um, uh, is rock grip, a strength times three relic. Oh, baby, unnecessary strength. <laughs> Way too strong. <laughs> uh, uh, so a power fist or play claw. Uh, which is quite cute, uh, and that's fun. Because
1: one thing that ma- one thing that's just I've realised that made me laugh. Like they said, oh, you know, you want to be able to punch a knight on twos or whatever like that. Well, Death Guard can already wound a knight on twos because <laughs> you reducing the toughness to seven, you strength eight, you win on threes, and you use the plus one to wound strat to wound on twos if you really want to. So,
0: yeah, but the guy not, that wrote really the article is special. He just <laughs> so, works for yeah, the company. Fair and, um, enough. It he just, so it just means yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's so <laughs> bless him. He's a, he's a, can you imagine being the guy? He just gets the new book and he's like, he just opens. It, he's like, what? <laughs> like, he just doesn't know. He's like, what do I put up? I don't know. <laughs> bless him, uh, or her, or them, uh, whoever they are. Uh, right. So the mechanicum one. Uh, overall, what do you think of it? Do you think it's useless? Whatever. I think it's not important because the good thing would be if they were all useless, then you don't care. Yeah. I
1: ho- I hope they are all useless
0: personally.
3: Yeah, I think they're all so dog shit, no one ever takes them need to have a conversation because I'm in a trivet.
0: <laughs> ever again.
3: <laughs> ever again.
0: Well, the Mechanicum one uh, is is called the Mechanicus Defence Cohort. The army cannot include Scatari, Catafron Breachers, Catafonstroyers, Service <laughs> Servitors, and Castellan Robots. Uh, so big So it cannot there. include any of those? No, it cannot. Okay,
3: hmm. so what can it include as our resident AdMech player, Rob?
0: Oh, no, wait, sorry. No, I'm, I've read that super wrong. You can I mean, include this. Yeah, you cannot include <laughs> Skitari. Sorry, I did read this earlier anyway. So you cannot <laughs> include Skitari, but you can include Breachers, Destroyers, Servitors, and Castellans. Okay,
3: so they're replacing the rules that they kicked out of Vigilith as four Breachers mm-hmm. with these new rules for Breachers.
0: Nailed it. Yeah. So and then the they get the extremist sentinel protocols ability. Each time a ranged attack is allocated to a model in this unit, if this unit is either wholly within its controller's deployment zone, or if every model this unit is within range of an objective marker, subtract one from the damage characteristic of that attack. So it's minus one damage from ranged attacks is uh, the the sentinel protocols. The uh, There's some more. Um, so I imagine these protocols are going to be activated like the other protocols are. Um, If it holds steady, then until the end of the phase, any overwatch attacks made by models in this unit score hits on an unmodified roll of a five instead of a six. That's another option. And then the other one, if it sets to defend, um, it cannot fire overwatch, but until the next fight phase, each time a model in this unit makes a melee attack, you add one to the attack's hit rolls. So those are the kind of bonuses that you can get there from being in the defense cohort on those different units. Um, so no, so no Skitari, no Skitari is what I'm saying.
3: Were you taking Skitari, apart from uh, no. will be Doggos, other uh, Doggos Skitari or not?
0: Yeah, they have the Skitari keyword. Yeah, you so. Okay,
3: so you're just taking me a different
1: dog. detachment, then I guess, right? Uh,
0: yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it also doesn't say. Uh, no,
1: but this, never no, this, this one says your army cannot. Ah,
3: uh, slightly <laughs>
1: better. Okay, okay.
3: <laughs> Rather than just taking three aspect hosts, we're all good guys.
0: Sly. Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, the point is the p- <laughs> the point is um, is that it also doesn't say like Scott B says it doesn't say really how you activate those um, uh, protocols. But I imagine it's like other protocols that you see in the mechanical book anyway. Um, so then, uh, while they might not have the new psychic discipline of their own, the mechanics defense cohort also gains new stratagems and a powerful relic. Uh, the stratagem that they get is uh, the pre-calibrated purge solution. Use this strategy in your shooting phase when an extremist sentinel unit from your army that is wholly within your deployment zone is selected to shoot to the end of the phase each time a model on that unit makes an attack. Against an enemy unit that is wholly within the enemy deployment zone, you can add one to the attack rolls. So super specific. Super specific. But plus one to hit is generally quite nice in the Scatari Force. Uh, not the Force, sorry, Mechanicus Force. Especially on some of the Cataphrons, because some of them can hit on force. Uh, so having them hit on plus one is quite nice. Um, so, that's that's pretty good, but it's like quite hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then, and then, and then... Bolster Defences, 2 CP. Use the strategy before the battle, after determined deployment zone, set one area terrain or obstacles feature within your deployment zone. That ter- terrain feature gains light cover. If you already had light cover terrain trait, it adds two to the saving throw. Instead of one, um, invulnerable saves are not affected. Uh, you can use the strategy once. So, you can give yourself... Plus two to save on a unit. What save
1: is a breacher? Four, Four plus. plus. Four. So okay. take
0: down to a two plus. Which Let's is quite that, nice for two CP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then there's a new relic called the Forgefire thing. Uh, so it doesn't really it doesn't really tell you how to do much. I think the big takeaway from here is that you could get a minus one damage aura from the protocol, which could mm. be pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. all right you got any thoughts on it no thoughts
1: um it doesn't seem like it's um creating a horrible scenario where there's a filthy army so no but it's about setting precedent i think of
3: of just rules everywhere and then uh, you know at some point one's going to be giga broken somewhere
0: well so so the point is is that this isn't this isn't the only stuff that's in there this is just some of the stuff we know about yeah we've got the
3: supplements as well don't we
0: yeah, there's supplements in here as well. So, like, it's going to be really, really big. Let me just get you the, the list of contents. Give me a second. Um, it's 22 pages. Uh, what, of, of rules? Of shit we care about, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, so, there's the Army of Renown for the Mechanicus, which we've only read some elements of it. We don't know what else it's getting right now. Uh, then the Codex Supplements for Metallica. So, there's a whole Metallica supplement in there as well, which is four pages long. Uh, then there's an army of now renowned for the freeblade lance, um, and then there's a codex supplement for House Raven, and then there's the army of renown, um, which we've read about for the Death Guard, uh, which has still got more stuff. We haven't seen the Psychic Tree, loads of stuff there. And then there's also the Fester Discipline as well, uh, and then there's the codex supplement, the Cult of Strife, which is the Drakari one. So there's loads mm. of rules, man, like loads of rules. Um, so yeah. At least we're
3: all in one place, so I don't have to go hunting them everywhere. That's true. Oh, thank for that
0: that's true True. they're all in one place um uh uh, yeah i would say that um uh as a concept there's so many ancient uh uh, out of date books yeah it's interesting whether or not so my question to you guys is do you feel that because it's got the dracari stuff in the death guard stuff in that makes me feel like the mechanicum book because we've obviously got the reveal this weekend the mechanicum book is probably the next book in the list because it's the only one and and maybe also knights maybe those books were already meant to be out when we got this book announced If that makes sense. Yeah, quite possibly.
1: Because we know they're behind in their production schedule, yeah. obviously, because of oh, everything that's going on in the world. Um, and the the latest points manual that get given out in The White Dwarf, there was lots of stuff when that came out originally as a PDF, even before Christmas, that like the Death Card updated points are in there and the Dark Eldar updated points in there. So they're clearly behind, aren't they? They are.
0: They By are. quite a way. Mm-hmm. They are. I think. Uh... I think it's interesting. Did uh, you say if the book comes with a code for the app? Oh, my God. I assume it will.
1: Mm, I assume so, yeah. I assume
0: mm. it will. Uh, it does see what odd to release the Dark Elder Codex and x Rules in this book on the same day? I would agree. Um, uh, but we'll see anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll know by the weekend. And what's fun is we're going to be doing the reveal show on Saturday. Nick sadly can't join us, but I think Tom is maybe joining us. I don't know. If yeah, I'm, I'm there.
3: A, I'm a, in fact, I'm playing a game at 830 and then the I'm, going stri- yeah, I'm going to do go yeah. And then going straight into the reveal show.
0: Oh, okay, well, that's fun. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be live on Saturday for that. Uh, but overall, I think we've covered all of the talking points, right? We yeah. talked about the the rules being all over the place because of the Naden thing, and also because of this. Um, we talked about Bellacor and uh, all of that. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot going on in 40k at the minute, but it's it's like difficult to put together in some ways.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right, so yeah. Hundred percent.
2: Uh,
0: okay. All right. You guys got any plans for this week for forty k? Uh, Tom, you said you're playing some games. What I'm are you again playing? Tomorrow,
3: with? I'm playing Sisters Mirror in the Scottish League. Then I am playing Sisters versus ah shit something at eight thirty on Saturday morning so in the Northern your first... Warlords
0: League. Is this your first run out with the Sisters of Battle?
3: No, I've played a few games now. I've played about 10, probably. I'll, I'll have to About
1: 10? I'm sure you only just started to say you were going to play them like, last week. Pro- probably.
3: <laughs> that's, that's about how it's gone. Uh, and then I am going to play my game in the Scottish scrim, because we're scrimming Scotland. <laughs> we did our pairings yesterday, and I'm playing that on uh, on Tuesday. Um, what have you got? How
0: are you finding the Sisters of Battle?
3: I feel like they are manageable if you understand them. I, I think that more and more as people build towards playing ninth better, that also happens to play against sisters quite quite well. For example, uh, the way Sean built his list, even though it was illegal, uh, to play ninth edition also happens to play really, really well onto sisters because you do need to do the same things to beat sisters that you do to win a normal game of 40k. So I feel like as people get more streamlined and better with their lists, I think sisters are going to fall off a bit. That said, I'm still not playing them perfectly. I still need to... to uh, like batter out some details and and really get like smooth on them and i'm kind of familiar with the mechanics but it's about how to use them as efficiently as i can now um but we'll, we'll we'll have to see uh it's 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 an interesting book for sure
0: got a standout unit
3: um never think i like the zephyrim actually although they're very swingy Um, The Retributors and repenture obviously everyone's going to talk about. Uh, I've been trying to get... yeah, Retributors are broken. Uh, Repenture are really really strong for their points, they're far too efficient. Uh, I'm trying to get the hang of mortifiers, I'm struggling with them a little bit specifically for how I'm trying to use them. Uh, I need to get a lot better at using those mortifiers, uh, which are basically pants and engines just covered in heavy bottles and shit, and flails. So once I got the hang of those, maybe they'll be pretty good. But for now, I, I'm going to save a Zephyrin because I'm enjoying doing those and they're not the most common
1: unit you normally see.
0: Okay, fascinating. All right, thanks for that. Uh, Nick, you only got any 40k plans this week. You're doing some more painting?
1: Um, I'm probably just going to try and finish my uh, next unit of Death Shroud Terminators. Um, narrative. Yeah, for my narrative campaign coming up. Um <laughs> So, yeah that's that's basically the, the my main hobby focus at the minute just getting those finished from my narrative campaign
0: okay all right nice, nice and ourselves. no
1: other secret plans for 40k
0: good yeah <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, lovely. Thanks to you two uh, today. I know we didn't have a main subject today. There just seemed like a thanks lot of news and I well, wanted to talk about it. Yeah, 100%. Um, the first campaign book is a big one. Can't wait to do the review. I would like to do the review next Thursday of the campaign book as opposed to do a review of uh, the Chikari book first. I think that's going to be the most important yeah. and I think it will be honestly interesting to look at. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in live. Thank you to everyone on Patreon of course, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you're all super well. Uh, thank you to everyone who subscribes on Twitch. And if you don't, you're going to have to watch an ad now to watch us. So uh, that's Very your fault. Ah, we're moving
1: <laughs> up in the world. <laughs> we are moving Better up in the world. Better subscribe to avoid those adverts, right?
0: <laughs> uh, and, if, uh, and you can use all your brand new boats in the chat. Don't forget you can use them wherever you want, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Uh, Nick, you got shout-outs?
1: Um... Oh... Not really, no.
0: Okay, All right. <laughs> Classic, Tom. This is no, just for what? This is just for Warhams, by the way, who asked on Twitter. Uh, Tom, a shout out from you.
3: Uh yeah. Shout out to the Sunday show. We're going to be doing on Sunday.
0: Yep. That is going to be really fun. So Sunday, <laughs> uh, seven o'clock. Right, let's go raid someone. That's what we have to do at the end of the show now. Podcast Bros. Raid, um, raid, sorry. raid, 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 raid. Um, Shadow Legends. <laughs> who shall we raid today and make feel happy? That's what we'll go do. Um, oh, there's loads of people watching.
3: Let's orc go to the too. Warhammer section. There's Glasshammer. There's oh, thanks Jay. everyone for
0: watching. Um, who's hey, lovely? Who's lovely? So, lovely. Miniatures is really nice. Yeah, I can read Jay. Or should, or should we rate someone like? He's a also smaller? doing
3: an orc. He's he doing, doing a orc. shock jump
0: dragster. But
3: Ooh. should we just make? Should
0: we make a guy with not many viewers feel super yeah, happy? Yeah, we
3: can do. Uh, let's have a look down here. Uh, there's a few here.
0: Unboxing Magnus, uh, Bad Company Painting, what's this guy? Painting Age of Sigmar, Pimp My List. Spiky
3: Bits TV only has one viewer, they must be small. (laughs) There Uh,
0: there seems to be a match going on, on. Go on. We can do
3: Off the Shelf Hobby, they're Welsh boys.
0: Off the Shelf Hobby? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're doing, a, yeah. we're
3: doing their own talk thing.
0: So. Tom, you are you are actually a mod, so you can do this. But is it? Is I have it, no idea how to. <laughs> is it off? Is it? Use forward slash read in the chat. Off the shelf hobby. So uh, I'm going to let you be in charge of this. This is uh, you, you're doing uh, it.
3: Right.
1: This. Oh, putting Tom in charge.
3: You don't have permission to
0: perform that action. Oh damn it!
1: Just um, okay. No, it's, it's this. Bob trying to delegate. It's gone, gone disastrously.
0: I, d- I did. Go. I don't know why you're not allowed to do it. That's sad.
1: I
3: feel like you've restricted my mod permissions. So I'm just a mod in uh, in appearance only. Mod in <laughs> name, yeah. yeah. It's just like a... It didn't give me any real power because I'd abuse it. It's just a title. Yeah, that's true. There oh, you go.
0: Uh, I did it. Oh, I've done it. Right, let's go say hello oh, to the person. Oh, Don't oh. forget you've got a Raider mode that you can use. Um, so this will be super fun. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are great. Uh, Thanks, I'm gonna guys. Go... I'm gonna go click I love it. you all. Uh, I'm going to go click it now. Love you tons. Have a nice day.
2: Bye.